Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine on a Another week of N4G Radio. This is episode 641. I, I, well, before I started the show, I almost said for February 29th, but uh, that was last year. It's March 1st, 2021. On the show this week, we have Drew. Yes. And we got Anthony. Yay. And John is sick with a vaccine, and I don't know where Wombat's at. He's like, I ain't coming. I was like, all right. He's given John the vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> he flew it's a over. a long flight back. <laughs> he flew over to give him a shot. <laughs> oh, shit. But anyway, there's a lot going on this week. A lot of video games to talk about, so we're just going to hop right in. Drew, I know you're playing. You're playing some Muso. Yeah. What would you I call am. it? Musona? What would we call it? Musona? Musona. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Persona 5 Strikers. Which is a another one of those Omega Force jams. <laughs> Does anybody else make Muso games? Yeah, uh, there was a Bleach game that I reviewed a long time ago that was not made by Omega Force. Yeah, but if they made Capcom did for a while, um, Sengoku Basara was Capcom's answer to it. And none of those have have continued. Well. Yeah, the problem with the Sengoku Basra is I think one got translated into English and the other one got turned into Devil Kings. How do you pronounce that? Sinran Kangora? Sinran Kagura? Whatever. Yeah. That's um that technically a Muso game. It's also very uh, very, very not 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 pretty. Horny. It's very horny. <laughs> it's a solid game though, that's the thing. It is a very good video game. and Yeah, but man, I just don't like that content. Oh. <laughs> what I do like the content of is Persona 5 Strikers. Mm. Uh, I haven't played much of that game, um, but <clears throat> they have incorporated Persona into a Musou game. Uh, to the point where you're going through day to day. As in, like, the Persona games, oh, it's now Wednesday. It's now Thursday. That kind of thing. Tons of cutscenes, tons of social interactions with your party members. Um, it is a sequel to Persona 5. They talk about the events of things that happened in the previous game. Um, so it is essentially... Uh, a year later, they're in college now. They're college students now. Um, and yeah, uh, they have this new app, uh, 
that's like a personal assistant. Uh, and that app is starting to uh, make them go back into the shadow world, or, or I can't remember what the world is called. Um, uh, no, the shadow world was the uh, was the TV world, maybe called the shadow world in Persona Four. Uh, you, you dig in the wrong place. I don't know anything about Persona. Persona Three was called the Dark Hour because uh, it was that extra hour in the day where they were everybody turned into coffins. From and shadow world is four. Yeah, Shadow Worlds 4. I can't remember what the... Uh, I can't remember what the world is in Persona 5. Um, Palaces? I think that's the name of the dungeons that you oh, go through. Um, but, uh, yeah. Metaverse. So, metaverse, there you go. We're in the metaverse. Oh, some DC comic shit, then. Yeah. Um... But instead of a turn-based role-playing game, uh, it is you're running around the streets, um, hacking and slicing, slicing, dicing, slicing, dice, slicing, dice. Um, but they do incorporate a lot of the stuff from Persona, so you can call upon your Persona to do special attacks, um, and those are all based on different elements, different types of hits. So you may run into enemies that are weak to wind attacks. And if you do a wind attack, it can stun them. If you run into a stunned enemy, you can do an all-out attack where you do, you know, massive damage into like a kind of like an area effect kind of thing. So which is all part of Persona, the the turn-based game. Um there's stuff that you can interact in the environment. So if you're running around the streets, you can like jump on a lamppost and like do like a spin attack from there. It's very flashy, very fast combat. Um, it, and it is tons and tons of enemies on screen and you're just murdering them all. I have heard that it's not because you're running around the streets of a city. It's not big open areas like normal, which is kind of no. nice. No, it's it's the, so far the the maps that I have been on were not giant maps that you know you it it will take you ten minutes to go from the one corner to the other corner kind of thing. Um, th- this is this is kind of condensed. Um, and I've always said I don't mind the Muso games, like you know the Dynasty Warriors and Samurai Warriors and stuff like that. Unless it's but, Berserk. Well, yeah, Berserk sucked. I'm sorry, but it did. Um, the the th- they have always, I've always preferred the Muso games that are from another property. Yeah. So, like Pirate Warriors, like the One Piece games, those are superb. Um, obviously, Hyrule Warriors, fantastic. Dragon Warriors, perfect. Those games are solid. Um, Dragon Quest Heroes. Dragon Quest Heroes, whatever you know what I mean. Dragon Warriors. If they made a Dragon Warrior, sorry, that's what they used to be called. Well, that was the name of the game, right? Dragon Warrior. Dragon yeah. Warrior. Yeah. That was the the U U S version of the game, right? The NES games yeah. published by Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dragon Warrior. But it, now they just call them Dragon Quest now, right? Yeah, Dragon Quest Eleven, the newest one. Yeah. But um, yeah, and and once again, uh, Persona, uh, Persona is solid. It's got that style. It's got the you know the menus have always been kind of flashy with Persona games, and um, 
yeah, it's got the great music to it, all that good stuff. I mean, it's it is a solid Muso game. Now, it, it, people who are fans of Persona, if you're looking for a Persona game, this is not a Persona game per se, but they most certainly use a lot of the stuff from Persona in this game. Neither this was is... Persona dancing all night and all that stuff. So, I mean, true. Really, if you like Persona stuff, and you're like, you know. There's been a lot of spinoffs. Persona Q, which is a very different game from Persona. That is, that's an RPG, yeah. even, but it's very different. So Yeah, that's like the old school Persona. Well, it's. Uh, I think it's actually supposed to be like Etrian Odyssey mixed with Persona. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It is. No. But uh, yeah, it's it's a solid game. It really is. Um, I, you know, I, like I said, I haven't put as much time into it as I need to. But um I think it's great. It, it's really good. So what if you uh, like Muso games, but you don't like Persona? Then you'll like this game. Even with all the story is, bullshit? Uh, yeah, I would say so, yeah. I mean, it, it, at its core, it is a Muso game. Mm-hmm. But it just has more... It, it has that Persona flair to it. So... Uh, other than that, I tried a couple of things. I like, so, uh, since I've beat Far Cry 5, I haven't found my game to play when I'm not doing Phoenix Down games. And I don't think I have the time to do it because I'm playing Yagaza Zero and that takes up most of my time. But I have experimented with a few games, like I talked about last week. I talked about, um, doing, um, what was it called? Uh, uh, the Outer Worlds. Oh, yeah. I fell off that. I want to play that game. I really do. But I just... I, I don't know if I had the time to do it. You yeah. know what I mean? It ain't that long. It's just... I, I, I We had this conversation when you were talking about it before. Like, everybody fell off that game. I don't know why. I honestly... I, if you could figure it out. If you... It, uh, I really wish they had either focused... More on, you're going to go into bigger places and explore. Because I only remember going into, like, one building where I'm like, this feels like the fallout when you enter the school or, you know, um, where there's a big area that is a bunch of rooms and I'm slowly going through and I'm piecing together the lore uh, through, um, like letters and stuff and, and, and through the computers and everything. And like the way the stuff's placed in the room is tell like environmentally telling you the story. Um, otherwise, most of the time it was through talking to people. And I think I fought maybe three enemies in that dungeon. And it's like, I don't have an issue with the size, but I, I wish they had focused either more on being able to talk your way out of everything or, you can shoot your way out of everything, but it, it felt like I had to be good at both. And like, uh... I don't know what it was about that game. Like every time I pick it up, I'm just like, Hey, because people are well written in that. It's not like there's, it's poor writing. It's not like the combat doesn't feel great, but I feel like I do too much of one to not be able to do it all the time and not enough of the other. So I, I don't know. It just was like, I remember like, a, just being like, yeah, I guess, like, in walking around, there's the same guys again. I bash them with the hammer, the head comes off. <laughs> well, so I decided to look at what else was on my hard drive. 
And what I transferred over from my hard drive from my Xbox One to my Series X was uh, Resident Evil Revelations 2. Oh, that's a great game. That is a great game. Yeah. And I started it back up. Uh, I remember I got stuck a, in Episode 2 playing as Claire. Um, there was like a defense-type mission where I had to like hold off a bunch of enemies trying to break into this cabin in the woods. Oh, I'm having flashbacks to Metal Gear Survive, Ken. Oh, what's the uh, and flashbacks? I, and I had I, I got stuck there. Um, but I decided I don't remember half of this game, so let me start it over. Did the first part, first first episode, first part as Claire. Uh, <laughs> I noticed uh, looking at my records, I beat that game. Got an A ranking. I got I beat that chapter with an A ranking, and it took me forty five minutes to get through that part. This time, for some reason, I don't know why. I had, if I had muscle memory or something like that, I beat that in twenty minutes, and I got an S ranking. And I was like, okay, all right, I still got it. I still got it. So, um, yeah, I started that back up, and I did that one part, and haven't went back to it. I just, well, maybe, maybe that's not what you're looking to play right now. It's like. Sometimes. I never finished it. I wanted to finish it. I never finished it. It's it's a good game, but it, like sometimes you got to be in a mood to play a certain kind of game. I don't know what kind of game I want to play. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I've been trying even, to even it. Overwatch is not satisfying. I play the, so I had a very stressful week. Like it's been very busy at my job, and Overwatch is always just like a like it's a very de-stressing thing for me because it is so much muscle memory. And the only reason I bring that game up is because I'm about to hit another milestone in that game. I'm about to play my 10,000th match. How do you know that? You, you, have you been actively looking at this? So there, if you go to your uh, career profile, it will tell you across all modes. You can do it by mode, or you can do it across all modes. It'll tell you how many games you've played, how many you won, and how many you lost. Right. Uh, I've played 9,927 games. I have won 6,300 of them. So I have a pretty good win ratio. Look at you. Yeah. KDR over there. I don't, I'd have to look up my KDR. It is in there. I'd have to look it up. I th- The last time I checked it was like 6 to 1 or something like that. I don't remember. But I'm real close to 10,000 games. Right. And I think about that. <laughs> and it kind of blows my mind that I've played 10,000 matches of that game. I, I couldn't tell you mine. I, mean, I can boot up Overwatch on my PC right now, but I've played a lot more on Xbox lately. Yeah, I haven't played. touched the PC version of that game in probably four months Yeah, since I got my Series X. I've spent 105 hours of time on fire. How's that? Yeah, there you go. I have 157,793 eliminations. <laughs> Gosh, 100, 100, so my healing was a twenty-six million. All right, so I'm I'm booting up my PC version <laughs> just because. Just note I, to everybody that I'm outnumbered here, so I can't help you. You kill, can't. You can't win. You, you oh, I, know, I've got to update Overwatch. Actually, you want to know my best kill streak was twenty-eight, forty-nine. Look at you, man. <laughs> Unkillable over here. <laughs> Solo kills fourteen thousand four hundred and four. Final blows sixty three thousand three hundred seventy four. 
Yeah. I've spent 180 hours on the objective. I'm an objective man. That's that's a lot of hours on the objective. <laughs> I like I like to move the payload, Drew. That you know that's how you win the game. Exactly. That's how it works. If only if only everybody else on my team knew that. <laughs> still one of my favorite pictures is like uh it looks like a postcard and it's got Lucio and Zenyatta and it says greetings from the payload. Yeah. Wish you were here. Wish you were here. <laughs> that's the way it should be. Oh goodness! Well, while yeah. Drew's looking that up, did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about? Hey, you know, uh, I mean, Yakuza Zero still a quality video game. Yeah. Um, we're gonna be moving on to Lost Odyssey after this. Ooh, that's another big game. That's a, dude. It's gonna be all big games from now on, apparently. So, because after Lost Odyssey, we're moving on to Yakuza Kiwami. Oh lordy. We're doing Yakuza, man. We're doing Yakuza, new game, Yakuza, new game. Yeah, but it's weird that the new game you do in between two very large games is another very large game. Yeah, well, that was something that was asked uh, by a listener of ours, and it was one of those things where he he tried to make it a compelling argument to be game 100, Um, but uh, we had already kind of decided that we were going to do Ocarina of Time. Mm, yes. And so, so yeah, uh, but we are going to get to it. We promised them we would. So, and, and I really want to beat Lost Odyssey. I never beat that game. I made it probably uh, about halfway either. through. Yeah, I didn't beat it either. I made it. I don't even know if I made it to the second disc. There's three discs, right? There's four. Four discs. Blue Dragon was three. Lost Odyssey was That's four. right. And and the That's Lost right. Odyssey, I think the fourth one is kept in a like. Sleeve paper case behind the manual. Yeah, it was in a sleeve because it could only fit three discs in the DVD like fold out thing. So yeah, wow. that game was that game was a big one. No kidding, man. Yeah, back when Xbox had you know exclusive JRPGs, remember that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those those Miss Walker games. Yeah, they were both good. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Lost Odyssey is a fantastic video game. Hell, I'm, I'm on the Phoenix Down of Blue Dragon. You are. I did. You are. I finished that game, that yeah. final boss, man. Yeah, Kilroy. Yeah, that was weird. Like, I'd never beat the game when we did that. Um, I had gotten very close to the end, and I finally was able to finish it, and I get to that last boss. Him? He's the final boss? Yep. The 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 dumb oh welcome to the new Battle.net. Wow, they have changed Battle.net. Oh yeah, they upgraded. Holy that crap! Yeah, no kidding. All right, well there's Overwatch. Um, there's I guess there's the blade button. There, yep, there it is. Okay, I'm, I'm loading up. I look I look at it in the game itself. That's how I look at it. So I don't. Well, that's what I'm doing. Because I don't I don't think that the PC version keeps any of this stuff on it okay, keeps let's it within the game, yeah. Yeah. So here's my career profile just in case. Uh all modes uh I have played one thousand forty three hours. Mm. Uh more hours in arcade than quick play at this point. I think mine is uh quick play than arcade than competitive, which Quick play, I played so much back in the day that it'll take... It, I'm just now getting to the point where I'm catching to that. Yeah. Um, so what are we What are we looking at here? What, what, what was the things that you were wanting to... 
in the no game, amount. it'll tell you how many games you've played across all modes. Uh, where do I find that? Oh, God. In the game itself, if you're on the career profile, it's like two tabs over or something. I'm trying to remember. I know this is great radio. Um, Statistics. Here we go. Stat highlights. Uh, 1,043 hours played. 6,730 games played. Uh, I have won 3,791 games. About My best kill streak is, is uh, 28. Oh, very good. I've spent 157 hours on the objective. Nice. Healing done, 18,980,000. What's your best? Uh, 28,000. <laughs> That's mine too, 28,545. Yep. That's hilarious. All right. I let's... have I have killed eighty nine thousand people. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, I know. There you go. Yeah, uh, play that that's, game a little uh, too much. There you go. That's uh, that's impressive. Okay. Yeah. That's the. I, it's easy for me because that's the only platform I've played it on. So. What's your most used hero? It's Junkrat still. Junkrat is still number one. Lucio number two. Hanzo number three. Moira number four. Okay, so Reinhardt number one for me. I had 147 hours. Lucio second, 137. Moira 89. Roadhog 57. Right. Top. There's my top four. I don't play DPS. Clearly, I have two in my top. I think uh, Torb is number five for me, if I remember. My least played is yeah Echo. Yeah, I played an hour of Echo. Well, I mean it's the newest one. No, not hard. All right, I'm sure everybody's asleep now. I'm talking about yeah. Overwatch. You have any other thing before we move on? No, not really. Just uh, about the same stuff. All right, Anthony, you awake? Well, fucking, I had to fight off sleep. All right, now it's time for me to talk about shit people don't care about. Great. Um, yeah, so... Uh, I don't even know where to start with this mess. I played more Animal Crossing. I played more of that pixel adventure I talked about last week. Uh, played a puzzle game called Scalac. I'm going to presume it's uh, said that way. S-C-A-L-A-K. It's on PC. I'm pretty sure it's on mobile phones as well. And it's sort of... Um, it's that same sort of category that Glass Masquerade falls into, where I don't feel like I'm rushed to solve any of it, um, but uh, it, far more difficult because uh, eventually you have to start rotating objects to figure out where the pieces go. Um, but it was really well done on how it paced adding new mechanics to the puzzle structure. Um, played some Tetris 99 for the first time since I've gotten my Switch. I'm not a huge fan of that. Uh, I don't mind uh, doing competitive Tetris. Um, but the problem with Tetris is that every game is very different from each other, even though it's still just Tetris. And that's because they've tried. They've tried as the, as a company, but they seem to fail at doing it. They have So the Tetris company has full control over Tetris, and then they license it out to other people. Um, however, sometimes sometimes they value combos over actual Tetris or lines completed. So it means 
when I say combo, that you complete a line and then you complete another line right after, and then you complete a line right after that. And so if that is the structure, the best way of doing it is building it so you have two spaces to either side uh, uh, of uh, like where you're building for the whole lines and then just dropping pieces into that chute to finish lines quickly um, instead of doing it where you normally would do it where you leave one space so you can get one of the four long pieces to drop in. Um, and I can't tell what they're prioritizing in Tetris 99. Um, it was fine. It's just, it was one of those things where I'm like, I don't know what they're prioritizing and what I'm supposed to be doing to make sure that I'm getting rid of, like, am I just supposed to start dropping pieces as soon as like junk lines are about to come up? Like to finish lines quickly. Like it doesn't fully make sense to me, but uh, it, it, it's fine. It's just, it's not my favorite Tetris game. I, I think Tetris effect is a better title. Um, I don't know why I did this to myself. Uh, just probably to get rid of it forever. Drew knows. I messaged him about it. Uh, Duke Nukem Forever DLC. Oh, yeah. The doctor thing. Yeah. So on paper, I was like, this is. This sounds like what I would want out of Duke Nukem. It's like, at its best, Duke Nukem forever on its whole at its best is when they're making fun of duke nukem which this dlc does best balls and then balls, it ends... balls 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 yes <laughs> balls of steel so 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 what what drew's referencing is at one point when you go into the dlc all the all the dukes duke clones in front of you which are just robots um are saying duke nukem lines to enter into this bigger facility and uh duke of course is in line at the end and uh he walks up and he goes i've got balls of steel and the one of the robots says that's nah, not right um you're supposed to say i've got balls 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 of steel and then duke does it back and he goes balls 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 of steel like what they're like that's correct go in <laughs> and it was just like he's shooting du- other dukes and like they're giving off corny one-liners and i was like this is exactly kind of what this needed instead of falling back on the terrible terrible jokes that duke nukem forever had that ends halfway through this dlc with one of the worst boss fights in the entire game and i go yep this this game really sucked <laughs> Like, oh my fucking god. I never have to touch it again. I finished the DLC. I, it's complete now. I gave it another chance, and it ruined it. So, there. Um, so, I guess in I wanted to play a first-person shooter thing. I, I installed Fear on my PC. Um, that game was not future-proofed very well, and I don't feel like downloading a fan patch. So I'll probably just play it on Xbox 360. Because, uh, I had screen tearing. I couldn't run it in windowed mode. Um, it, for some reason, like if I was playing at full resolution, the game didn't like it. But if I played in the same sort of aspect ratio with just a slightly less resolution, the game ran a lot smoother. And I'm just like, yeah, this is what happens when the game clear, uh, clearly was made for four by three monitors and has not been patched since. And, I found out you can't buy Fear 1 anymore off of Steam. Hmm. 
You can buy Fear 3 and Fear 2, but you can't buy Fear 1, which came with um, the add-ons, the Extraction Point and Perseus Mandate. Yep, you can't buy those. that separate. Why does that and franchise never come back? That's a weird one. Uh, I'll tell you in a minute. Um, and you can't buy the Fear 2 DLC separate on Steam. I mean, it all sounds like licensing issues. But you can buy them separate, or you can buy them all together on GOG. So, like, you can buy Fear 1, all the add-on content, and then you can buy Fear 2 with the DLC separate from the rest of the series on GOG. And, again, you can buy Fear 2 and Fear 3 separately on Steam. Just not the DLC for 2. So if you're like, I have some of the series, like, why don't I take a look? They don't give you a discount on the bundle for owning any of it. So it's like, if you wanted to play Fear 2 DLC on PC... You have to pay $55 on Steam. I still have all that. Oh my god. Yeah, well, I have them all on 360, but I was like, ah, it'll probably look better on the PC. I don't know about that. Um, I don't know about that because of all the work I had to get. Uh, yeah. I. Anyways. um, So that went over like a lead balloon. And uh, yeah, so I played some Override 2, which I have for review, which I know I'm behind on, but I am kind of glad I waited on this because it's a multiplayer game first and foremost. And if nobody's playing a multiplayer game, then it kind of doesn't work. Um, it, it's disappointing because they've clearly taken steps in the right direction from the first game. But at the same time, I think it's lost some of its charm in that move. I don't feel like I'm controlling a giant robot in this game anymore. And I'm not saying that's necessary, um, but the, I don't feel like there's any sort of extra weight behind these giant robots. And they are supposed to be giant because you walk through cities still, although the maps are nowhere near as big as the first game. Um, and you're not fighting aliens like the first game. The first game had its single player campaign. This doesn't really have, it's just a, uh, the loose narrative that strings together matches, which can be against uh, other players, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but yeah, there's no weight. So I'm walking around these cities, but I don't feel like a giant robot. And that's what the first game did very well. Um, every move felt like it had to be intentional, but it, they did remove the overheating system, which was not fun in the first game. Uh, but there's just choices in this game where I'm like, why do I have to, if I want to sponsor, which is a big portion of this, this campaign, I need to do certain things. And like, they keep asking me to do specials, like these super moves, but the super moves only charge, I think from taking damage or standing in the circles that charge them. And that seems easy, but like for every five matches, I maybe pull off one super move. Because I'm beating the shit out of my enemy. I'm not paying attention. Not that I could any uh, to where what's happening on the rest of the map. Not that I could anyways, because the camera is too close and over the sh- the right shoulder of the player, like like the actual uh, character. So I'm too close in. So as soon as an enemy realizes to circle strafe me, I am dizzy from the camera because it's pointing. Uh, the camera system in this game is nowhere near as good as the first game. And it's like, I don't know what they were going for 
And like Ultraman's in this game, so you think I'd love it more, but it's just like some of the choices they've made. I'm like, if this was just going to be a straight fighting game, this didn't have to be robots. And it's barely connected to the first game, so I don't know. And the first game didn't light the world on fire, so this is now called a sequel to a game that didn't light the world on fire, and it doesn't play really like the first game at all, so I don't know why you would connect that. Like, you could have still had the same characters, but I wouldn't have called it Override 2. Um, but the biggest issue is that every time that you, you talked about this way back, Ken, when you played it, every time you start a single player mission, it asks to connect to a server. And the reason for that is they're looking for another person to play. So I think their way of getting around, like not having people to play multiplayer matches is that they kind of just load you into a multiplayer match unless you skip that sequence like a skip searching for an opponent online and so in a two versus two match i think i was matched with a computer and or no sorry it was a free-for-all so there's four robots running around this very constricted area which i'm like that was a bad move um the other person ended up dropping out and that's the only person i saw because otherwise i'm skipping it because i didn't want to fight other players because imagine you just go out this game and you're starting up to, you're not really familiar with it. You do the tutorial, which is against nobody. It's just you doing the moves and then they drop someone in and you beat the crap out of them because obviously it's stunted AI. So you can learn. They drop you in and they put you against an actual person who knows the game a bit better than you. And you just get steamrolled. You can't continue the, the, the um, campaign <clears throat> until you win enough money to buy your own robot it's uh and there's so much talk so i was like oh they've actually voiced a character this time that's very interesting because the first game while it had story none of the players were um like none of the actual characters talked and they had like a loose story for each robot but really it was the same story for everyone they just had different reasons for being there and this stupid woman will not shut up between matches. I just want to play the game. I want to see big robots fight. I don't need you telling me about how you'll sponsor me out of the goodness of your heart because you see some sort of quality in me. Trust me, I know. I know I'm beating up the AI real well. <laughs> okay? I know because it says I won after every match. And then it's like, loads me back out. And then I have to choose a match again, and it's like I don't, I don't know what they were going for, but I feel like they've missed the point. And the worst part is, all they had to do was do War of the Monsters, you know, a thing that everybody has wanted a sequel to and has not had anything come close to it. And that's not like anyone's really tried either, and nothing. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what this game's trying to be, but judging by the fact that I can walk into like a Walmart and they still have a bunch of copies sitting on the shelf, it seems like most people aren't getting into it either. So again, a game where clearly multiplayer is the focus is probably not selling well enough to have a large multiplayer fan, uh, in, uh, install base. So yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think focusing on multiplayer is a good idea <clears throat> in this day and age anyway, just because... There are so many multiplayer games, and only yeah. like a handful of them, you can count them on one hand, actually have people's mind share. And, and it's like, I I do think like, yeah, you can have multiplayer, but like, I think the focus has shifted. And I remember 
and I know everybody else on this remembers, and probably most of our listeners remember. Um, there was a time where single player games on consoles needed a multiplayer mode, and the multiplayer felt tacked on. And now I feel like we get the opposite, and you now have kind of nothing of value to salvage after a couple months. I mean, look at so one of my favorite uh, 360 games is The Darkness. The Darkness has a multiplayer. It's dead now. Yeah, it did have but a it multiplayer. Had, <laughs> but it did have a multiplayer mode. And from the sounds of it, it was okay. Yeah, it but was fine. I can go back to the single player and enjoy that. I don't know what you go back to Override or Override 2 with. Because clearly the focus was, let's have people fight online. And that's fine. But unless you hit it out of the park... The first time, I don't know why you'd try to do that again, especially with something that has two on the cover. And it's like, yeah, you got the Ultraman license, but, you know, that doesn't do enough because it still says Override 2 on the box. It doesn't say Ultraman. It just says Ultraman Edition. You know, and it's not even what people think of when they know, like when they think of Ultraman. It doesn't look like the classic design. So it doesn't stand out enough to be like, that's Ultraman. Not that Ultraman has a big install base. Anyways, he's one of the, he's not like Godzilla or King Kong or Power Rangers that like he's not never was as big in North America or really outside of Japan for all I know. But yeah, I'm just disappointed that that's where they decided to spend their time Uh, because ultimately yeah, it's a it's probably a better game, even with my small complaints. Um, but they, you know, they focus too much on multiplayer, so the missions don't feel like missions. It just feels like another battle arena. And I know fighting games are generally like that, anyways. But I feel like most fighting games have learned that a story mode goes a long way. Uh, you know, like Soul Calibur Five, Tekken, uh, not Street Fighter Five because they learn nothing. Um, but like. You know that a lot of people will play the story modes. Uh, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat's been just headfirst into campaigns, and it makes each fight feel worthwhile. Um, yeah, I I don't know what to think. I'm gonna spend more time with it. I'm gonna see if I can connect online to find the sole other person playing this game. <laughs> He's <laughs> and, really and, and, good. Sorry. He's really good. Well, that's what happened in the first game. <laughs> I went online, and the guy just steamrolled me, and I'm like, "All right, well." Well, yeah. Right, if, then, you, if you're if like, your multiplayer community is small, the people in it are going to be very good so, at said so game. Then, yeah, and then so I'm like, "Ah, right, you know what? I'll disconnect from the match, and I'll see if I can find someone else." And I found the same guy in the first game, which told me everything. Yep. <laughs> and it's like you can't. That's the reason why. Like, if you had a single-player campaign that actually felt like a campaign and not just, like, you know, we've we've put an AI in the role of your opponent, I think it would go a long way. Especially when you have giant robots. How do you fuck up giant robots? <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's it for me. All right. Uh... I picked up Bravely Default, too, but I didn't play it, so... Yeah, I... It's not, not, not for me. Not my jam. But I did play some stuff. Did you not play either one of you? Mighty Might? I wanted to get... I need to. I want to. I just, Mighty uh, Fight Federation. That, that's what it's called. Yeah, so Mighty Fight, speaking of games, like, 
you said, oh, you don't like Power Stone. And it's like, no, I've never played Power Stone. I like the TV show, mind you. Um, that's what Override feel, like, feels like from the look of it. Like, I'm like, yeah, this feels like Power Stone, just not good. So I played like, of... Mighty Fight Federation. How and... is Mighty Fight? Please tell me it's better than Override 2. It is better than Override 2. I that's actually good. like Mighty Fight Federation. I think it's a... It's definitely an indie game, and... and... I'm not saying that as, like, a deterrent. I'm saying that as in, like... There's definitely... You could feel the limitations in what they were able to accomplish with what they had, but what they do accomplish is really fun. Like, I like the the, the goofiness of the characters. I like the fact that Ukulele's in it, and he, like, rides a minecart as one of his special moves. Like, that stuff is cool. Toe Jam and Earl's in it. They can actually tag in and out. Um, Every... What's funny is, like... You know, they they make a lot of comparisons to Power Stone, but to me this game feels more like an open Smash Brothers. Like the So like a more top down ish Smash Brothers. So yeah, like stuck to a two D plane? Interesting. It, it doesn't have like the environmental interactions that uh Power Stone was kind of known for where you can pick up items or spin around poles. Uh, okay. Uh, and, but it, and... Override 2, just because I haven't mentioned that, does have it, but it's, again, like, you just punch, anyways, said yeah. about that game. But, um, yeah, this game feels more like that, and, and I like the original characters, they're interesting. What I like is that the game has, again, kind of like Smash Brothers, it has a very standard um, kind of control scheme of how each character plays, and the tu- tutorial walks you through it, but the thing is, is each character, it's different. So, like, one character has this specific launcher that you can launch characters up into the air. You can do like a power slam. Whereas if I picked a different character and I did that same exact move, this time she does like an AOE effect, which will stun the character, allowing you to get a free combo in. So it's like the moves are the same, but the outcome is different. And and it's all about learning how the characters interact with things. And like the the, the kind of like moving around, like the, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? The parries, like the parries that you can do, like the the timing window is is very generous, but it's not unfair to other players. And like, I don't know, it's chaotic at times, but it's a lot of fun. It's got some great music. It's got some, I mean, it looks good. There is a single player arcade mode. There's intros, there's endings. Um, I don't know if you can unlock any characters in the game, but it does have a solid roster and I actually did enjoy it. And I like that it is cross-play against everything, so if you're playing... That's with, good. Yeah, PS4, PS5, or, or Steam, like, everybody can play with everybody. I hope this comes to, like, Switch and Xbox. I think that would be really cool uh, if they would unlock that some more. But again, I don't know how much money, like, the team has. And But I, I, I was really impressed. Like, I had a lot of fun with it. I played through the arcade mode a couple times. And, and I really enjoyed the game. I think it's, I think it's a fun game. And you didn't say Shovel Knight, so that's nice. He is not in there, but I would not be shocked if at some point he didn't make it in there. No. Ukulele and Toe Jam are the only two, I think are the only two guest characters in it so far. The rest of the characters are all original. So, What's the, what's the title of this game? I always mess it up again. Mighty Fight Federation. Right. I always want to say Fighty Might Federation, and I don't know why. Yeah, well... It's, it's one of those things where it's like it's just a little bit too much of a mouthful of generic words that I can't remember. Yeah. Um, I also played Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection. 
on the Nintendo Switch. And... That game is fucking hard. <laughs> is it fair hard, or is it just... I mean, it's it's Ghosts and Goblins hard, which means it's cheap as shit. Um, okay. But, so, they're, so they actually... This is... It's weird, because it's Ghosts and Goblins, but there's a catch. Like, there's four difficulty levels. I don't like this, but if you want to play through the game without worrying, there is a story, finger quotes, mode... Where every time you die, it just respawns you. Like you don't have to, you don't have to worry about dying and, and starting over. Um, but Capcom, being the dicks that they are, will not allow you to finish the game in that mode. So you cannot see the ending if you're playing that mode. Um, there are three difficulties above it. Obviously, one of them is one death. It's over. That's like the fuck you mode. Which I don't. If anybody ever does that, like you, you probably should like find some new things to do because that's way too fucking hard uh, the game does have checkpoints so if you're playing on the normal difficulty every time you hit a checkpoint you can start over from there the weird thing about this game is that it has skill points so you can collect these uh, things throughout the level and then you can use them on the skill tree that you can go back and unlock magic attacks and you can upgrade those magic attacks and these are things that will like shoot lightning in four different directions or put like a shield around you so that you can take an extra hit. Um it's it's weird. The 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 story goes you can branch. So when you start the game, you can choose one of two paths. When you beat the first level, you can choose the next path. Um and then you can go back to those older levels if you want to run through them again, collect the the skill points. Um it's good. It runs very well, surprisingly. Like it, it doesn't dip that often. It pretty much maintains a 60 FPS mode. Um, the art style is going to be love it or hate it. It kind of reminds me of like some marionette style puppets with the way their arms work. Um, but after a while, I think I really liked. It. I do. It's really cool because I've recently played, you know, Ghosts and Goblins the original on the NES. Like seeing some of these enemies reimagined in this art style. I, that NES game is rough. It is. It, it, it's a rough game, and we all know Super Ghouls and Ghosts cool. is the definitive. Let's say uh, the whatever the Genesis one is: Ghouls and Ghosts, Ghosts and Goblins. Go- Ghouls and Ghosts is Genesis, and then there's Super Ghouls and Ghosts on the Super Nintendo. There's also right, the arcade okay. version, uh, which I recently played on the Capcom arcade uh, thing. One of, it's the funniest thing because like if you think about it and even this one mimics a lot of those old levels like Ghosts and Goblins and Ghouls and Ghosts have been a game that hasn't really changed a lot like it's been a except lot except when the, it became Maximo yeah well except like, for Maximo that's... which a lot of people don't remember Maximo and it's weird that it's and, called and... Maximo because that's not his name you know Wait, the main character of Maximo wasn't called Maximo? No, it's, no, that's his name in Maximo, but that's not his name no, is that's Sir not Arthur, Arthur yeah, yeah, in Sir the Arthur, first. Yeah, games. yeah, I was gonna say, like, what? I thought the main character in Maximo was Maximo. No, he is, but the fact that, <laughs> right. that it's but that's it's like but a, it's a spiritual. Tie-in that's not yeah, yeah, Maximo Ghosts to Glory is your giveaway. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, they were trying <laughs> to bring well, Ghosts and Goblins like, back, but it's like uh, Gargoyles Quest, though. Like, really? You didn't tie that in at all? You couldn't have Ghouls and Ghosts, Gargoyles Quest? Hey, you could always play Demon's Crest. 
It's another game in the Ghouls it, and Ghosts. That's in the same series, and they didn't even name it after the other two. Yeah. Ugh. Capcom is weird yeah. about Ghosts and Goblins, and, and playing this now, um, it feels like they know what it was, because even the director, because it's the director of the original games, I mean, he's he's not apologetic. He's just like, this is fucking hard. And it is. Really... Unfairly. Yeah. Oh, you made it to the end? Well, that was all a dream. Time to play it again. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fake like, quest. You, Time to do the new quest. Piece of... Yeah. And then, uh, what is it? Super Ghouls and Ghosts? I can never Super Ghouls and Ghosts is the Super Nintendo version, yeah. That's the one where you, if you, you finish it once, and then you have to finish it twice. But if you don't have the specific item, it just sends you right back to the beginning. Oh, that was the first... In the first game, if you didn't have the shield, you couldn't beat the final boss. No, this one is... Uh, maybe it's the one on Genesis, um, where you're fighting, like, Loki or whatever. I don't... And if you don't have the... Yeah, I don't know. It, they're all bullshit. They're just, it's just bullshit. Well, this one is definitely bullshit. Oh, fuck. So, if you, if you want to play some bullshit... The reason why I didn't get excited for it. Yeah, if you want to play Although, some bullshit, the... there you go. I would love for them to reissue the PSP one that was also on mobile phones for a while. Oh god, I remember that one. Arthur's been around so long and like hardly had any games. It's kind of funny. By the way, I looked into um, Mighty Fight Federation um, because I was like, oh, I wonder if there is anybody else uh, that's uh, licensed. And not right now, although I'm going to be honest with you, CEO looks like um, uh, Lucio a bit. they're apparently, it's, it was announced in December, they're going to have uh, Kunio and Ricky from uh, uh, River City Ransom in it. Oh, well, there you go. So, I, I hope that game does well for those guys, because they do give you a cross-buy version of the game. It is cross-play, and it is a fun game. So I hope it works out well for them. Uh, the indie games for this week. I played those... And the first one was the Crazy Taxi ripoff, Taxi Chaos. I've heard it's not great. It's not great, but it's not horrible. I also heard it wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah it's it fine. Just like standard like, game. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you ain't got a crazy taxi in how long? So nice. I mean, yeah. I mean, you get what you can, I guess. It's it's. I, I mean, it's unapologetic crazy taxi. You drive, pick up somebody, do some crazy driving to drop them off. I, I does it have that... just generic butt rock, or does it actually have licensed songs? It doesn't it? have licensed music. No, this is from the no, same. No, this no, is from no, the same. No. This is from the same publisher that published Slide Stars, Drew. <laughs> oh, does it have any uh, well-known internet celebrities in it? No, it does not. Well, no, neither did Grand Prix, uh, Grand Prix Three or Speed Three Grand Prix. That's what it was. Grand Prix. Uh, Speed Three. No, Grand they're Prix. definitely pricks. Uh, the next game I play um, oh no go ahead uh, yeah, uh, my favorite thing uh, off of that crazy taxi ripoff that I've already forgotten the name of because no mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to remember it um, is the people that were like um, oh Sega should just hand over crazy taxi because they're not doing anything with it and I'm like how about this if there was a quality product they probably would have licensed the name as proven with Wonder Boy and Streets of Rage yeah. No. Uh, the next game is Active Neurons. It's a puzzle game. Basically, you have to figure out how to make a block go into a hole. It's fine. I, I, I don't... I, like, these games are, like, there's so many of them. 
But this is literally think of it like a slide puzzle where you got to slide a block, but there's things in the way, and you got to move things, and you got to figure out how to get it to the end by making the moves. It's. I played through the first level, which was like ten puzzles, and I was like, "Yeah, that's fine." Okay. Next game is 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 one of the Rattalaka jams. I think there was two this week, but I know this one was the Rattalaka jam. And these motherfuckers basically said, "Well, what if we did Akari Warriors in 16-bit?" It's called Thunder Flash, and it is straight up fucking Akari Warriors. So that's a good thing, right? Yeah, I I, I played through the first couple of levels. Like this is all right. I go oh, from go. I go from bottom to top, shooting a bunch of dudes. Pretty fun. Uh, Beyond Enemy Lines Remastered Edition is an FPS that's uh, that is atrocious. Don't play this game. Gotcha. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's a military FPS. Like this game is so generic that when you switch weapons, there's no animation. It just it, this one gun disappears, the next one just shows up. No. Oh. Is that are you sure that one's not published by uh, the same people that did um, <laughs> Speed Three Grand Prix? No, this is not a Lion Castle jam. Sorry. Um, so this next game was very interesting. Uh, it's called Spooky Chase. Spooky and... Chase. That sounds fun. <laughs> Spooky Chase. <laughs> so this is a game where. Once you press the button, your dude moves. He's unstoppable, kind of like a runner, but it's just one screen. And here's the catch. So the objective is for you... Oh my god, I figured it out right as soon as I saw the picture. So basically, oh, you, you run, you get to the goal. Now, once you got to the goal, it's, you're going to run again. <laughs> but an AI is going to run your exact route from the last time, and you have to run a different route to get to the goal, because if he hits you, then it's game over. That I mean, could be interesting. It is an interesting concept, and it's not something I'd seen before. And I was like, you know what? That's that's kind of neat. So, so like the way you is the AI it. running? Is it like a spooky ghost? Yeah, it's like a green version of you. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I feel like you break this game pretty easily, though, by just realizing like you give yourself you 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 do it slower and slower each time, so or fa- uh, faster and faster each time. Is your the route? So you just you basically make your first route garbage, and then yeah, yeah, and then your next route just a little bit better. And then yeah, you slowly break this down. But still, but it's, that's it's yeah, a cool idea, and I like the art style. Yeah, it's, it's not uh, it's you know it's got its own sort of unique chibi sort of style, but like I like kind of the pixel art. Yeah, it's uh, pretty neat actually. Yeah, it's and it's huh. like four dollars or something like that, so it's not expensive. Yeah, it was, it's neat. Um, okay. Horned Knight is a side-scrolling fucking slice and dice game. There's not really anything much special about it. Uh, Dungeons and Bombs is another... You got ten moves. You gotta make it to the... Okay. Let me rephrase this. So it's one of those games where you start off, you have to make it to the end of the the, um, area in a certain amount of moves. But it's to get to a princess... Who has an epic beard? So, uh, yeah, I get it. Okay. Sense of humor's there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and every time you get to her, it's like, oh my god, what took you so long? <laughs> I, I don't. In that voice, in, yeah. in that voice. There's no voices, but yeah, that, oh. that's what I picture because, like, the facial expression they draw on her face is. <laughs> it's a weird game. Oh my god! Oh my god! What took you so long? 
Um, what if it was the Ermagerd girl? <laughs> Ermagerd! <laughs> I'm sure she's in a video <laughs> game somewhere. You know that. Yet. Uh, Katana Kata is a 3D katana game. Man, when I booted this up, I was like, "Holy shit! This is this is baby's first game." Because like, there's like some default fucking text and and menu buttons and like there's no camera up and down movement and it's ooh, it's not very good. It's trying to be good. It's trying to be like some Afro Samurai, like stylistic, you know, katana fighting. But but it turned into Afro Samurai too. It turned into Afro Samurai too. It just was not was not very good. Um, another one of those four player kill everybody on the screen games. Akuto Showdown. Um, bunch of like stick figure looking dudes. You can buy new hats. You can basically like punch and kick and block, and that's about it. It's bah. Demon Hunter Revelation and Retrace Memories of Death are both kind of like adventure games. They're okay. But I got to talk about this last game. And Anthony, I almost texted you or messaged you and said you need to look at You can this. always message me, Ken. All right, so this game is fucking weird. Uh, it's called Baobab's Mausoleum Grindhouse Edition. And it is... Oh, you know what? The fact that I've clearly looked at something that is... Oh, yeah. Bob Bob's Mausoleum. Yeah. It's multiple episodes on Steam. So it's all uh, one game. I've definitely looked at it. Yeah. This game is fucking weird. So you're like, oh, Anthony, you'll love this shit. Dude, like, so... I don't know why, but it gave me Earthbound vibes. I don't know why. Um, I'm looking at the art right now. Again, clearly I've looked at it before because it was in my my history. <laughs> uh, popped up the link to it, and I I understand why you'd say that. I mean, they've got that very big sort of round head, small body look, and the art of like the world looks very earthbound inspired. Yes, but then um, like I see people hanging from a tree, so clearly yeah, it's very they've dark. Gone off in a different direction. <laughs> it is very dark. Um, but it is a kind of game where you're this dude, your car breaks down in this town, and you start walking through the town and try to figure out what's going on. Um, you'll talk to people, they'll ask you for things, you got to go find the things in order to progress through the game. Um, you don't do your first battle until like chapter two or three, and like the battle system is so rudimentary and there's just really nothing to it. Um, but I liked the conversations I would have with people. So like, for example, here's one of the first things you have to do. You run into this dude and he's like, um, if you want me to talk to you, I want a beer. So you walk around, you find an empty beer bottle. And then I stumbled across the gas station and filled the beer bottle up with gasoline. I gave him the beer bottle and I told him not to drink it, but he drank it anyway. So then he runs over to the corner, starts barfing and that gives me a chance to go over to his truck and move it so I can move to the new area of the game. Which, I went over to the other yeah. side of the area of the game, I took a boat across a river, grabbed a walnut, put it into a, um, like a trebuchet, like a launcher, launched it at a dog, blew the dog up, and then I was able to go into the restaurant into Act 2. <laughs> yeah, so that is, so I've looked at, because I didn't, couldn't, find, uh, Bail Bob's Muslim Grindhouse Edition is all three games combined to one. Okay. Um, it was originally uh, three episodes. Um, yeah, all of this 
so the developer is Celery Emblem. Yes. Just which is just spot on. He has another he they have another game. I don't know what gender they are. Um Jacob Jazz is Mesmeratu, where you play as like a little um crescent moon headed figure and like all of the art is so bizarre and then they do 3D like art that looks like a PlayStation 1 game and they have a new game coming out that's all 3D that's a spin-off of um of uh <laughs> Sorry, I can't, I can't dude. I just went over to, to I went over to the uh, Twitter um, for a second, and I, I was like, "What?" Fucking, I've lost. Like, uh, anyways, there's a semi sequel of uh, Baobabs, and apparently that's going to be all 3D called Tamarindo's Freaking Freaking Dinner. Man, this is some weird shit. I don't remember looking at this ever. Maybe it just worked its way into my computer history, but yeah. Interesting. I'm definitely going to look into this now that I know more about it. I, it was one of those games where, like, when I'm playing these games every week, I'm like, okay, so this is going to be that, this is going to be this. Like, I literally sat here and played this for an hour. I was like, I want to see where this goes. Because this is some like, crazy a first, It looks like there's a first-person segment. Oh, God. Like, Doom-styled first-person segment. All right. Because it's like... That clearly I see a cigarette hanging out of the mouth of the character because that's what's on screen. And he's also like, green, looking up, which is weird because nobody else... Purple with green hair. Okay, so purple with green, but like everybody else is like a normal... Oh, are person. they? Yeah, like, which is even weirder. I don't... I don't. This game is something, dude. Like, it, it totally... Like, what, why do you see the intro? We're like fucking reindeer dancing. Like, this game is weird, give me Give me the name again. Baobob. B A O B A B S Mausoleum Grindhouse Edition. If I remember correctly, this game is not expensive either. Uh, it's eighteen bucks right now on Steam for all of it, so 18, twenty bucks normal. But that's Canadian. Steam. Let me so. find the Xbox version. It is sixteen ninety nine on Xbox. Okay. Um, Fagos don't eat flamingos. Hold on, I'll give you a link, Drew. And I'm looking at. Uh, Apparently, it's gotten some interesting reviews. I don't know if they're good or not, uh, but I see like little quotes. Rock, paper, shotgun. Not quite sure how I missed the original release of Baobab's Mausoleum, but just about everything I'm seeing of this strange genre blend, uh, blending adventure tickles my fancy. Destructoid said, throws creepy paranormal shit at you one minute and incomprehensible melodrama the next. And IGN said, an eccentric experience of or experience mix of Twin Peaks, X Files, and some kind of burlesque. Dude, this game is—it's crazy, but I like—I couldn't stop playing it when I was Interesting. playing it. Interesting. Yeah. I again, I don't remember looking at this game. <laughs> Google it's just really knew weird. it was for you. <laughs> Apparently, I, I just don't know how I would have seen it other than like Steam recommending it, but I don't know when it would have. And I usually use the Steam app, not my browser, so I don't. No. Another another example of a game showing up that you just can't help but talk about, and I don't, I don't know. This game is I like this game. It's cool. Anyway, that's it. Now I'll definitely picking that up to play it. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go back and play it some more. I like it. it like the, here's here's how my indie thing works. Like they send me the codes, I download them all, I play them all. What I don't like, I delete, and what I'm interested in, I leave on my hard drive. And this week, I think this was one of two games that made the cut. 
I was like, I, I'm going to play this again. I like this game. All right. Oh, and it's on like everything too. It just so. came out on Xbox, which is why I'm talking about it. It's because well, it showed up it, well, week. it only I don't I think it only came out on consoles this week, anyways. Okay, because it the the collected version just came out on Steam. Um, yeah, release date February 26th on Switch. There you go. I'll probably pick it up there. All right. Speaking of what's coming out uh, this week, the new consoles do get a couple things. We get the Control Ultimate Edition. Uh, physical edition, I'm assuming. Uh, Mortal uh, Shell is getting an update. Just a quick thing with Control. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're getting it on PC as part of Humble Choice oh, for merch. So 505 couldn't have fucked us up any worse. Just keep, yeah. keep digging that hole. Yeah. Uh, Mortal Shell is getting a upgrade for PS5 and Series X. And as Divine Cross, which is another one of those Chemco Jazams. Uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon finally making its way to PS5 Maquette uh, which we'll talk about in a couple minutes Um, PS4 Ground Zero Texas Nuclear Edition don't buy that Harvest Moon One World Monster GM Steel Titans 2 Neptunia Virtual Stars yep that's a hyperdimension Neptunia game Anthony Mmm. I think Drew's the fan of that. He's a review. You've not done one yet. I was about to say, has uh, Anthony done one? He hasn't done an Neptunia game yet. <laughs> is it, what was it coming out for? Is it coming uh, out for everything? PS4. PS4. What's the, uh, what's the title? Neptunia Virtual Stars, which right there, that tells you what it is. Oh, don't. <clears> is that like a singing, dancing game? Yeah, baby. Like a... Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about so, it. They don't send no. us those games push, anymore. So push, push Square gave it a 5 out of 10 and Metacritic is a 68%. No! <laughs> oh, it's only on PS4 and Windows. No, don't do this to me. If it comes, I guess I have to now. You're lucky. It, well, they don't send us games anymore. I think we've made too much fun of bad. them. Um, the only the only thing I can say about those games is that they actually got better as they went along. Sure. I will agree but with that. I don't like the content in those games. Um, we got Into a Dream. Uh, Kill It with Fire, which that is a game about murdering spiders. Okay. Yeah. It's it's pretty cute. I thought it was funny. I've never played it, but I've watched like the trailer multiple times because it would just pop up on Facebook and it, just the flipping over a chair and there's a spider and it zooms in on it and then it just cuts to this whole house is just in blaze. Yeah. Alright. Uh, Postal Redux is coming to PS4 this week. Alright. If you like playing the first Postal game. It came out on Switch a while back and now it's coming to PS4. So, Were those good games? No. No. Why are why are we why are we throwing this? It's a cult here? thing. It's so the first the first game is not bad. Is just the the it, it's it's boring. It's it's like Robotron where you kill people. Dude, the last robots, the right? last postal game that came out, I think, or the one before that had Gary Coleman in it. Remember that? No, hold on. I'll go through the whole thing. That's the first game. The second game is actually the first person game. Very experimental. Not great, but the level of interactivity is fascinating. Like you can choose to handle it different ways. So 
like one of the early things is you have to get milk. You can steal the milk and then have the um, clerk pull out a shotgun and try to shoot you. Or you can wait in line to pay. It's weird stuff like that. Um, that doesn't mean it's a good game. It's just, it's a weird game when it comes to that. That's the one with Gary Coleman in it. Fucking Uwe Boll made a movie. He did. Yep. Uh, Postal 3 was not done by people uh, running with scissors. It was done by some other team. That was notoriously bad. That was a third-person shooter. And now Postal 4, no regrets, <laughs> is uh, them returning to kind of the formula of Postal 2. I think that's still an early access. So uh, Postal 1 was not a first-person shooter? Nope. It's top-down. Like, it, yeah. it's... Like, when like, I say it's like, like Robocop... Like GTA? No, no, it's like Diablo, but with guns. And it's not, and it's not even Diablo. It's. It, I, like, I, I, I was Robotron. talking about the perspective. Well, like, that's the reason why I'm saying like it, but you don't really go anywhere, and it's just it, it's it, hatred. Hatred is a ripoff, basically, of Postal. Yeah. Gotcha. Like, without any sense of humor attached to it. Yeah. Uh, two Point Hospital Jumbo Edition. I was also just reminded that Uwe Boll made an Alone in the Dark movie with Tara Reid and Christian Slater, right? Christian Slater uh, played uh, uh, Edward Carnby. Yeah. I have watched that movie. I fell asleep twice during that movie. I mean... It is one of the most boring movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, we've also he also got... did Far Cry. Yes, He did he Far Cry. Did... House Hold of the on. Dead, Blood Rain. House of the Dead. Blood Rain. Blood Rain. Um, yeah. Where are you? He was working on a new movie that got canceled. That was another. I did Blood Rain two. I forgot that had a sequel. Alone in the Dark two. Oh, really? Uh, was it Alone in the Dark two? Yeah. I bet you enough. Christian Slater didn't. Oh, come back for Blood that. Rain: no, The Third no. Reich. That's that, you know what you're right because I remember seeing there was a Alone in the Dark two. The guy who plays Edward Carnby. Ken, this is going to be a very obscure reference, but you should know it. Because you're a fan of the Fast and Furious movies. Johnny Tran. Do you remember that character? Johnny Tran. Was he in the second one? First movie. First movie. He was the Asian gangster. I probably, if you showed him. It's been a long time since I watched those movies. Okay. He plays Edward Carnby. Oh, my God. That guy. Ricky Yoon. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I know that guy. Yeah. He's the... He's the Asian guy who turns into a white guy and dies another day. And if you're going, that happened? Yep, that happened in a James Bond movie. It's one of the stupidest things. My god, I have not watched the James Bond movie in so long. That last one was terrible. Which one? The Spectre? Yeah. Spectre was bad. Like, I didn't even finish it. Like, I love, I I love Craig. I love the first two movies. I mean, Casino Royale is one of the best Bond movies ever made. It's so Casino, Casino Royale is one of the best Bond movies it's ever made. So but it's so good. But it's because, it's because it feels like espionage and not... Yes. Um, An action um, movie? Yeah. I kind of yeah. notice that whenever they get a new Bond, like their first movie is amazing. And then the quality just goes down from there. The, the scene in Casino Royale where he gets poisoned and he almost dies... That's that's peak James Bond for me because and, James Bond is not a good fighter. Never has been. He is always almost about to die. And Mads Mikkelsen as the bad guy was w- way ahead of its time in casting. Yes. Yeah, that movie is amazing. But like everything after that, like the second one, eh, it was okay. And then what was it? The, the, he's done four, right, or three or four? Uh, Spectre. He's done five. Uh, Skyfall. 
Wait, maybe uh, Skyfall's the one right. I hate. Or Skyfall's the, the one that's not out the yet. Movie traps? No, Skyfall's the guy from um Oh my god, uh, No Country for Old Men. Yeah. That's oh bad, yeah. Bad guy. The bad guy inspector was the guy from uh Inglorious Bastards. Bastards. Got you. Okay. I, I so just he's feel done like his movies are Casino, Casino Royale, Quantum Solace, Skyfall, Spectre. No Time then, to Die will be the fifth. No Time to Die will be the fifth, yeah. Okay, so Spectre is the one I do not like. It was the most recent one. That's the one yeah, I don't no, like. Okay. Most yeah. people don't like it. Yep. Um, I thought it was okay. I, I didn't like it. Uh, it had Batista in it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Batista should be in everything, let's be fair. Sure. Uh, Gravifier. Sir Lovelot, under the Jolly Roger. That sounds like a pirate porn. Um, <laughs> what? Under leaves? Just, you're, you, 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 <laughs> you nailed it by just saying that sounds like a pirate porn because I was about to come out of my mouth and then you were just. Like, I mean, it makes sense to me. Uh, yeah. For the Switch, we're getting a lot of stuff. <clears throat> we're back to our usual plethora of garbage. <laughs> We've got. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know it's true, though. You know it's true. It is. It's just the way you said that. It's like garbage. Garbage. Gotta make, gotta make it, sound, it sound fancy. Yeah, I gotta make it sound fancy because I'm shopping at Target. You know what I'm saying? That's right. He's shopping at Target to get some garbage. Uh, we've got lawnmower game next generation. Once again, this is the second time we have mentioned this. It's not lawnmower man. We are dropping the ball here, guys. I know. What's Lapidus up to these days? Uh, he's probably starring in some CBS show I don't know about. Uh, machete. The next Machete movies and all those, apparently. Uh, it's Danny Trejo's a little too old to be making any more new Machete movies. Uh, a Glider's Journey. Gunslugs 2. Harvest Moon 1 World. Paco Caravan. Oh, man. You are, you are stepping up when you name your game. Three out of ten. <laughs> um, yeah, Cave Bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a game called Cave Bad. Cave Bad. Cave Bad. Uh, wind... called a strong bad or something. I don't know what it is. Uh, wind uh, Peaks. Three out of ten is about game development. It's a. Will Shufflework's studios ever make a game that scores better than 3 out of 10? Experience the world's first playable sitcom to find out. Oh, there you go. Uh, we've got Ayakashi, Romance Reborn, Dawn Chapter, and Twilight Chapter. I'm more of a Twilight Chapter, if you ask I mean, me. it's all one game, so yeah, I guess you get both. Yeah. Alright, here's here's a game where there was a bunch of dudes sitting in a room and they're like, we need to, we need uh, we need one of them games. We've got tits ass porn. Counter <laughs> Counter Recon the first mission. Counter Recon the first mission. Counter Recon is like I want Counter Strike, but also Ghost Recon. So we're gonna make Counter Recon. And then Strike Force. Yeah, the first mission. Duel on board. Estranged the departure. Ever estranged. 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 The departure. Uh, give it up, Bouncy. Give it up, Bouncy. Uh, the next game is the game that I had not heard of until two people asked me if they could review it. And uh, Jay beat me to it. God damn it. You got beat twice this week, son. 
Uh, and and you know what the worst part was is I had never heard about it until a person I worked with asked me if I had heard about it. Yep. And I'm like, no. And then I looked it up. I'm like, this actually sounds awesome. I'll message Ken. And then you're like, yeah, Jay's already asked for him. Like, Son of a bitch, but he would be the person <laughs> to ask you for it. It's called, do you pronounce it Nosia? Uh, Nosia. Yeah, Nosia? I, I, I would assume you do not pronounce the G. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Was it Genosia? Genosia? Like that could see that's a problem. It could work that way. I just I can't imagine you would pronounce the G without a vowel there. But all right, we've got male mole. All right. Well, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's Nosia? So it is a visual novel. But okay. The concept is is that like my friend sort of explained it poorly, but it, imagine John Carpenter's The Thing, where you are trying to suss out who is the creature. So you are having to deduce who is the imposter among the group, but it's all done through text. How do you spell this? G-N... Yeah, you can spell it, Ken. You have it in front of you. G-N-O-S-I-A. Gnosia. Gnosia. Genosia. I don't know. I think of Geonosis. A crew of a drifting spaceship facing off against a mysterious and deadly threat known as the Gnosia and having no idea who among them is really the enemy, formulate a desperate plan for survival. So it's uh, Among Us single-player mode. Sort of. That's exactly how my friend said it, but I'm like, "Ah, you know, I'm like, it sounds like the thing is, I I, I don't know, the way I read it, I'm like, it sounds more like, you know, the tension of the thing is you're trying to figure it out through other means other than just catching it. Did you tell him that his description was... Sus? I will kill myself on this podcast. <laughs> Alright, Ken. I'll hold us all. Alright. Your gunshot uh, on the other side of it. Ugh. We've got Pixel Game Maker Series Puzzle Pedestrians. That's a, that's a mouthful. That's a lot of alliteration. Uh, Ruinverse. Sea of Solitude, the director's cut. You've had me down for that, right? Yeah, I mean, if we get it. I don't know. If we get it. Yeah, it... I'm just curious because I know that they've made a bunch of changes to it from the original release. Uh, Sticky Monsters. Also sounds like porn. Uh, Super Met Boy. Yeah. The follow-up to Counter Recon, the first mission, we've got Task Force Delta Afghanistan. I'm just kidding, that's not a sequel. But American Wild Hunting, Doug Hates His Job, and Nina. Nena. N-E-N-A? Nena? Is that how you say that? Nena? Nena, Nena, Boo Boo? I'm moving on. Thank you. Who wants the free games? You want free games? Go for it. Alright, Xbox Live, Games with Gold, Warface Breakout. That sounds funny to me. Yeah. Uh, this one's going to sound funnier to you. The second game with Games with Gold. Vicious Attack Llama Apocalypse. What? That's, I, it's called Vala. Vicious Attack Llama Apocalypse. You are literally a mech shooting a bunch of llamas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For the 360, you get Metal Slug 3. Finally, a quality video game. I thought so. Okay, there's a halfway decent game. Uh, and then finally for the Xbox 360, Port Royale 3. Port Royale 3. Yeah. We are running out of 360 games to give to people. 
That's exactly what I thought of this month for Games with Gold. That is, yeah, bad. All right. Uh, I'll talk about the PlayStation Plus games. Oh, no. Um, oh. I was, like, hoping we would leave Final Fantasy VII. Well, we're going to have to jump right into that story right after this. So, your PlayStation Plus games for the month are Final Fantasy VII Remake, Maquette, which we talked about earlier, that's actually launching into PlayStation Plus, uh, Remnant from the Ashes, Okay. the Heliocopter game, and then for PlayStation VR, you get Farpoint, so you get four games. Can I just say, every time you say the Heliocopter... Feels like it's a better version of. Uh... Oh my god! You know it, Drew. The bad game. Bad game. Uh, Gene Rain. Gene Rain. Feels oh, like god. something I would have heard out of Gene Rain. <laughs> well, he, he he has a southern voice. Yeah. Like uh, so if, it, if it was a Gene Rain game, they would be like Heliocopter. Ooh, Get to the Heliocotopter. Don't, don't fall out of the Swollen Scorpions. The Swollen Scorpions as we wreck it to the Heliocotopter. Swollen Scorpions. Uh, all right. And then they got rid of all that. All let's, right. let's, Go into your rant, Ken. I said I wasn't going to rant. So Final Fantasy VII Remake um, also appeared in the State of Play, which we will talk about now. Yes. But let's run through everything before, because Final Fantasy was the final piece. Uh, they showed Crash 4. Getting the PS5 upgrade, they showed off Returnal, which I that game looks amazing. And then when they say death is only the beginning, I immediately turn off. It's yeah, I was uh, I was like, this looks cool. Like the action looks kind of cool. And then they said, oh yeah, every time you die, uh, the environment changes. I'm like, oh, I don't want to play this anymore. Yeah, well, it's a roguelike too, so you get to start over, which is always yeah. No, no I'm good. I was excited, and then I wasn't. Uh, Knockout City was shown again. They're really trying to make this game relevant, and I don't think it's going to happen. I'm sorry. Uh, these guys spent four four years working on this game, and I just think it's going to die. Hello, Rocket Arena. Yeah. Uh, this game looked cool. They showed Sifu, which was the like the the Daredevil hallway fight scene done in a video game, which looked pretty cool. It reminded me a little bit of Absolver. It's because it's made by the same people. I don't want to play it. Oh, you didn't like Absolver? No. no. It was a Souls martial arts game. It was a Souls martial arts game, and I don't play the Souls games anymore. That's why it's taking me forever to do Neo 2. I don't think Sifu is a Souls game, though. There seems to be some kind of like mechanic where when you die, you get older or something. Cause he like he grew a beard and then got gray hair in the trailer or something. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it looked neat. Uh, new trailer for Solar Ash, which is the new game from the guys that did help me here, Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that game. I watched that trailer and I was like, I don't know what this game is. It looks like uh, that game that just came out where you're skating Haven, where you're like skating across the alien worlds. Kind of reminded me of that. Okay. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. Yeah, a, f- a first-person open-world horror game. It's literally the first time I've been interested in Five Nights at Freddy's. I d- I don't know if I'll care I- I about hope- it. I'm gonna I'm gonna straight up defend that game as one of the few times like um 
jump scares I feel are earned in video games when it's because most of the time I feel like jump scares are earned and that game you can watch the creatures straight up walk up to you so you know where they're going to be like I I think for what those games have been they've been great so in, I'm interested to see how they take that to the point where you actually get to move around a significant amount yeah, I, I was interested when I saw the trailer. I was like, I might play this. My question is, is me Five Nights at Freddy's games, if there's been, one, why don't they fix these animatronics? Two, why why are security guards continually saying, yeah, I'll, I'll guard that place? Well, oh, God, I'm about to give away too much. of. Uh, so I have like played one of these games. Mm-hmm. I don't really love the video games, but... What he's managed to write via the subtext of things, as well as just straight up telling you, um, really fascinating lore throughout these okay. games. Um, so every time, like you are a security guard in a different building that's a different chain, but they're all sort of connected. So each game had different characters because a that how you keep things interesting and be like it explains like oh yeah you are in a different and so it's not even that you you're losing security guards they were quitting before you're the first one that dies if you die in the game but that there's a lot i'll 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 link you to some of the neater stuff all right Um, moving on he's an interesting guy that wrote all that stuff the only thing i know is is that i work in security (laughs) And if the first night I worked there, I was almost killed by an animatronic bear, I wouldn't come back the next day. I wouldn't finish well, the night. It's, ex- it's explained. It's explained that they, like, yeah, yeah, they're just glitchy. But then you find out, like, oh no, they're possessed. All right. Oh, so there's a supernatural thing going on here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, I thought it was just like animatronics gone wrong. I, I, I read something about like they believe the animatronic. It used to be like a suit that people were in. And the animatronics. That's, that's only one of them. Okay. All right. That's yeah. the. Yeah. We'll talk later. Five and Nights like, at oh, Freddy's. We put a human in this and like let's shove you into us and then you die. Five Nights at Freddy's is the saw of video games. Okay. Okay. It seems like it. Uh, the next game shown was Oddworld Soulstorm. This game is finally coming out in April and it's going to be on PlayStation Plus, which that's probably a wise idea because I don't think otherwise people would probably play it. Now, the biggest game of the show for me, Kena Bridge of Spirits, got a release date. It's coming out in August, and it is confirmed to be a $39.99 title. Is this a PlayStation exclusive? PS4, PS5, yes. And PC. Gotcha. PC, sorry. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, but this game looks amazing. Like, that new trailer looked incredible. I am 100% down for this game. I want to play it. Uh, new trailer for Deathloop, which will be out in May. Uh, which will be published by Xbox Game Studios <laughs> uh, for PlayStation exclusive for a year. For a year, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know about that game. I, I I don't like like rogue based games, which is what this is. Like you die and then you start over or something. Yeah, I think there's more to it than that. There I don't think this is, is a, this is. I don't think this is a straight up rogue like, um, but. I respect Arcane Studios yes. and the things and the things that they do. I don't like their games. Like I hate Dishonored. 
I hate Dishonored 2. I've tried them all. Prey? Like, Prey, Prey, I give it to Prey because Prey was trying to be Bioshock. You give it to and Prey because it, it was trying to make it today? Prey, no. Prey was not trying to be Bioshock. Prey was trying to be System Shock. Well, you know what I mean. It's in the same vein as it. And, yeah, I and, feel like it was a better RPG than Bioshock. That's all. Well, Bioshock wasn't an RPG at all. Exactly. But all right. no, I give it to Prey because Prey actually... It, it, it was more than just let's sneak around and, and use all these different options to kill these guys. But if you kill them, you get a bad ending. And I'm like, I don't like You didn't that. like Thief, did you? I know. No, and hated it. I don't like Thief. I'm not either. talking the rematch. I'm not talking the I haven't one liked one any either. Thief. That was not a good game. I'm, I'm talking any Thief. Okay. I've never liked well, Thief. Well, that would be why you don't like their game. Yeah. Like, pray I could shoot something and not have to worry about, uh oh, he spotted me. It's, it's, I'm screwed now. No, I don't like that kind of stuff. That's why I like Metal Gear, because if Metal Gear, if stuff goes down, I have a machine gun <laughs> and I can kill everybody who just saw me. I have a motherfucking there, machine gun. If there is no witnesses, there can be no witnesses. <laughs> you and I play stealth games exactly the same way. When we start a level, I'm like, okay, how many dudes here do I got to kill so I can just walk to the exit? I mean, essentially, I will try to sneak. That's the reason why I don't like The Last of Us. Because The Last of Us is, you really need to sneak here, but if you get caught, you can kind of shoot your way out, but you're probably going to have a really bad time doing it. Uh, just put and, it on easy and kill everybody. That's what I well, do. See, I, I don't do that. I still play on normal, and that's why I'm just like The Last of Us. I can sneak around and get caught by... I can kill two dudes stealthfully, and then one guy sees me, and now I'm in a firefight that I fucking hate. So. <sighs> Alright, yeah. let's talk about this. So the show ended with Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade. Okay. They keep letting Nomura get away with this. Alright, there. Done. So this is basically a remastered version of a remake... <laughs> I'm sorry. I laugh when I say that. They're up it and adding some lighting and um, they're selling it for $70. Is it really 70 Yeah, every PS5 game is $70. That is like a... Has Xbox came out and said that they're going to be doing that too? I don't know. Like, Here's the thing. Is Xbox they, hasn't they, put they... out a game. <laughs> That's true. That too, but they go right into Game Pass, so it would look really stupid to do that. Yeah, so what, what's the point of selling it for 70 if you're just giving it away in Game Pass anyway? Yeah, that's true. Man, this, this is the weirdest generation. It is a very weird generation. So, there's some catches here. So if you bought Final Fantasy VII Remake, in, you know, the original, you get the PS5 upgrade for free, but you don't get the DLC. Also, if you get the PlayStation Plus version of Final Fantasy VII Remake, you don't get the upgrade. You have to buy it. Now that that's that's I don't know how do I say this without offending anybody. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't understand. I'm going to write a Twitter essay and explain how you're wrong and how this is a really good. I I, I don't. I don't get this. I mean, I, I get the whole the Yuffie DLC. Go for it. You, Doesn't you know, make you, sense in that time of the story, but okay. I, I apparently they don't care anymore. Well, they're, they're not. This is well, not. I was I was informed is... on Twitter that this is not Final Fantasy VII anymore. It's its own thing, and I'm like, then 
Why is it called call it Re- something else? Why is it called remake? And why is it called yeah. Final Fantasy Seven remake? Well, you have to understand that there's going to be different portions of it, so you're going to have to play like parts one through seven on the mobile phones. Also, also, why are you releasing DLC for part one? To get people excited because we've got another two years before we release the second part. Which part two will be the second 10% of the game. Oh, and, and, and Numura's not directing it. There's a fucking surprise. He's been removed from director on another Sorry. He's probably working on the next Final Fantasy that they announced. No, he's not. He's not the director on that either. <laughs> the, director on. Of, the director of 16 is the director of 14. I, okay, just, I, I like people on Twitter were like yelling at me because I had issues with this, and it's like, look, number one, Final Fantasy VII is one of my favorite games of all time. I love that game. I yes, do. Yeah, that's mine too. Yeah. And I was looking forward to playing, you know, this holy cow! Look at this! Look at this visual version of this game that you love, because that's what we wanted. That's what we asked for. That's what we were crying about. Like, oh my god, I would love to see this game redone. And now I'm being told, like, well, that's not what they're doing. This is its own thing, and it's going to be its own story. And it's like, well, that's not... No. Then you don't call it Final Fantasy VII Remake. And instead of working on DLC for a remake that you've only released 10% of, why not work on Part 2? Also... Man, Square's bending you over. That first game, part one, 10% of the remake, had a $300 version. And now, if you didn't buy that first one and you're buying it straight up on the PS5, it's $70. And I guarantee you there will be another multi-hundred dollar collector's edition of Intergrade. Featuring a statue of Yuffie. Yeah, there'll be a statue of Yuffie with a, with a Moogle or something. Oh, it's not a statue, guys. It's a Play Arts Kai figure. Sure. <laughs> I paid uh, I paid forty nine ninety nine. I can't wait to see how much the prices in Canada for that. I paid forty nine ninety nine for Final Fantasy VII back in nineteen ninety seven. It was it was awesome. It was a big, massive, you know, hundred hour game that I loved, and I just paid last year sixty dollars for a twenty hour part one. Of a remake. Square knows what they're doing. Making money, boy. Yeah. And, you know, I can understand if you love it and if you enjoy it, by all means, enjoy the shit out of it. But if you can stand there and tell me that Square is not bending you over the fucking table, you are delusional. They know what they're doing. Especially when. Sorry. No, I was going to say they put a photo mode in it. And what's the first thing they showed in the photo mode? Fucking Tifa. Yeah, uh, you know they're screwing you <laughs> on purpose when Sorry. Uh, there's the mobile game that's coming out. You mean Final the Fantasy the whole Final Fantasy Seven game? Yes, that has the, all the stuff that they've had previously oh my in God. one. And then you look at the art, and they've recreated areas from the original game in like the same camera angles, but it's it looks like what you'd want from a remake. <laughs> By the way, you nailed it when you first saw the ending to Final Fantasy Remake when you said, hey, Final Fantasy got kingdom hearted. No shit, I was right. I've been right about Nomura all along. People are now... Can I just... So that we're going to just tangent for a second. The reason why I've been kind of irritated anytime we talk about the Snyder Cut is not because I dislike Zack Snyder. 
Earth's work, which I do, but because it set this precedent that anyone that's been removed from a project clearly had a vision in mind, and that that vision's somehow going to be better than what you got. And so now we have people going, Nomura should be able to release his version of Final Fantasy Versus 13, which then later became Final Fantasy 15. And I'm going to tell everybody that thinks that to fuck off right now. He couldn't finish it. It took him how long to make uh, Kingdom Hearts 3? Oh, but you have to understand, all these side parts are really important. No, they're not. If they were important, they would be in a mainline game. And if you can't put that in there, then I don't know what to tell you, but you're a really bad director or writer or whatever you want to consider yourself in that moment. And so when people are like, well, you have to understand he's this really big visionary. No, he's not. It's just this, all this fluff, this useless, useless fluff added to pad out a game that ultimately your concepts are so out there that they're just not good concepts. Fuck, I hate him so much. Everything has to have zippers. Everything has to have spiky hair. Like, I don't get it. I don't understand how we've consistently gone back to this guy to make things. I'm sorry, I said I wouldn't rant, but it's just so fucking irritating that everything he touches fucks up. You want me to tell you why they keep letting him do it? Because Final Fantasy VII Remake was the best-selling game of last year. Well, no, he also sells merch. They for Not, like, once have they not sold, like, Cloud's Necklace on the Square Enix store. He designed the characters in the original Final Fantasy. Like, it's just... Uh... Well, I got yelled at thoroughly on Twitter because I, I had concerns about this business practice and people were very angry at me. I saw you got uh, Gambus Khan to join in. He even dropped the F-bomb. I saw that. He was not happy about it either. I know. I think it's got to be the age thing, right? It's got to be the age thing. Like, we've gotten too old and we're too mad about it now. And it's like, "Ah." well, what's my excuse then, Ken? Oh, no, you're just an angry man. That's fair enough. (laughs) I don't know. I actually can't fight that. You're asking, when is this going to be? When is this going to end? Yeah, when is this going to be done? It's not. Exactly. Well, all right. I'll I'll put it this way. Yes, it will be done. It's probably going to take two more games to get it done. No, no way. No, it's not. No way. They're gonna cut. Know, a, probably... They're gonna cut a lot of stuff, man. I'm telling you, if they're introducing Yuffie now, when you don't see her for like probably 30 hours of the game, did you play the original? You didn't play remake, did you? No. They've already brought another character in that was not there in the beginning. I mean, I saw him in the. You talking about Severoth? Yeah, he's and he has a big part in remake. Yeah, see, I, like, yeah, I mean, they're trying to streamline this, which makes me think it's going to be three games. Well, for a streamlined game, this thing was padded as fuck. You didn't even leave Midgar. I know. I know. I, I just, I, I'm... I just, it's irritating that they keep giving the reins to this guy who I don't think has proven himself in anything he's done. And I'm not saying like Kingdom Hearts is bad, but you're going to tell me that's a straightforward story that doesn't need a lot of explaining from like tertiary sources. I mean, you got to go to a concert to get the whole story, right? Uh, well, listen, I can't, I can't criticize too much. Nier has the same problem, but at least Nier, you can play a game and the story's complete. You know, Kingdom Hearts, you, fuck, 
they, they announced Kingdom Hearts 3 for the PS3 and it didn't come out until what, two years ago? Yeah. Like, Kingdom Hearts 2 is on PS2. Let's also and not like, forget that, that Square is going to also be releasing, they didn't announce it to, uh, you know this week, they're also going to be the releasing Final Fantasy, well, they'll be releasing Final Fantasy 7 Remake on PC and Xbox as well. This week? No, no, they didn't announce it this week. Oh. But that, that is coming, like, whatever deal when is Sony... That, when is that up? Uh, when did Final Fantasy 7 Remake come out? Because it's 12 months after that. Was that April? I think you're right. I think it's April. So in April, we'll get the yeah. announcement that it's coming to Xbox and PC, probably the same time as this Intergrade thing. releases. Yeah, it'll probably be the same time. It, it's just like, look at Ever Crisis. I don't know who's directing that, but like, all you have to do is tell. I, I've been critical of Final Fantasy VII in the past because I think its best parts are just parts from Final Fantasy VI. But there are other things that are well done in it. But they've also added a bunch of stuff to it because, of course, they have. And, yeah, it would have been nice just to have that collected in a nicer-looking package for once because, you know, Dirge of Cerberus doesn't look like it's attached to <laughs> Final Fantasy VII and neither does the movie or any of the other tie-ins. So it would have been nice just to have a complete RPG package of all that stuff combined, all I those stories. I can't help but laugh whenever somebody says Dirge of Cerberus because I, I picture like somebody they're Dirge of Cerberus like they're drunk. Yeah, I mean it's, it's Dirge of Cerberus. It's the Ermagerd. Ermagerd is Dirge of Cerberus. Ermagerd. Also, I'm gonna make a prediction right now, and it's it's the most evil prediction. When this game comes to Xbox and PC, it's not the upgraded version. Instead, the upgraded version of those platforms come out next year. Oh, I will. I will. You. <laughs> you have just broken the internet because it's true. I know it's true. I hope it. I hope you're wrong, but yeah, Intergrade will be PS5 only. Ugh. Well, yeah, Sony's got to get that exclusive something. You uh, remember Spider-Man from Marvel's Avengers? Wait, does anybody remember Marvel's Avengers? No, that hasn't even come out yet. It hasn't even came out yet. Nope. Oh, the game's gonna die before he comes. That game is already dead. Well, All right, we got a lot more news. Hold on, hold on, you can't, you can't quickly. They've announced Final Fantasy VII The First Soldier, which is a goddamn fucking Battle Royale game. Final Fantasy Royale, baby. Uh, Alright, yeah, speaking of games of service, Anthem's done. Dude, that wasn't my next news story. I It's a good segue, Ken. Well, you done like ruined the one it. That killed... Anthem is dead. Anthem is dead. Anthem is dead. And apparently the new Dragon Age was going to be game service until they saw star wars do well star wars um they saw star wars do well and anthem do bad so. yeah <laughs> well maybe we should um rethink this dragon age thing here guys maybe it should be a single player game you know like the first fucking like three the games last three games <laughs> oh my god what is going on in this video games are well, weird man when i read that though i was thinking to myself they were really gonna do that yeah they no, were going to make the next major Dragon Age game a service game? Sure. You, EA is willing to put a bullet in anything. Hey, if you remember, Dragon blame... Age Inquisition had multiplayer. Well, so did Mass Effect 3. It did, yeah. So, and that was... Dragon Age Inquisition's mass... Or, or a little... Dragon Age Inquisition's multiplayer was a lot like Mass Effect 3's. Yeah, they were trying to sell it, you more it, shit. 
Yeah, they were trying to do the loot box thing. You get better items every time you finish this wave of enemies or whatever. But to say that the next story-driven Dragon Age game, which Inquisition left on a major cliffhanger, yeah, you're going to make it a Destiny kind of game? Destiny made a lot of money and everybody's been chasing it ever since. And I'm just like, you know what? Stop chasing things. It's I don't it doesn't work out for anybody. You you can't you can't do this anymore. You can't. You have to make video games the way they're supposed to be made. Yeah. It's crazy when, you know, a single player Star Wars game does really well. Huh. It's like that's what people wanted. Yeah. Crazy. Because now because now that's the outlier. Yeah. In a in a sea of Fortnites. You got this single-player game. Well, this is different. This is weird. Let me try this. And then they're like, oh, this is actually really good. You know, not to be... I mean, Sony's been proving this for years now. Every one of their games, their their major first-party games, are single-fucking-player experiences. And they sell gangbusters. I don't even think they've... Uh, was Were they doing a multiplayer uh, eventually for Last of Us 2? They talked about it, but like that wasn't the focus. The the only multiplayer no, game that. that they've done like recently that is strictly multiplayer is Destruction All Stars. Yeah, and that was free. It was free. It, was here's the funny thing: that great. game, that game went from being a seventy dollar launch title to a free PS Plus game to you know how much it's going to cost when it comes off PS Plus. Take a guess. Five bucks. Ten dollars. Nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine. Speaking yeah, of, it, go ahead. No, I'm just like, it, it blows my mind that, that like, I was like, no. Because, you know, for the longest time, people were saying, oh, yeah, they're going to change Dragon Age. I'm like, no, nah, they won't do that. Come on. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they they tried to change up Mass Effect a little bit, make it like this weird, like, open world kind of thing. It, it felt a lot like Dragon Age Inquisition a little bit. It was like Inquisition was, like, dipping the their toes in the water. And then they said, okay, let's try it with Mass Effect. And Mass Effect was like... <laughs> And then you think, okay, whoa, 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 reel it back in, reel it back in. All right, we're not, we're not going to do that with Dragon Age. And then, sure enough, like, well, yeah, we were going to do it with Dragon Age 4, but it's just not looking too well. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Are, are you kidding me? Like, you haven't seen the past three games that you guys have done have kind of slowly but progressively gotten worse. With people, a lot of people, I love Dragon Age Inquisition. A lot of people were like, yeah, I don't like this direction it's going in. Then they did it with Mass Effect, and they're like, this game sucks. And then Anthem, which is, you know, a year after it released, it is now, we're, 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 we're going to send it out the pasture and then isn't shoot it, it in the head with a shotgun. Isn't it two years? Isn't Anthem two years? Is it two years? Yeah, it's two years. Has it been two years? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because it didn't, because it didn't come out at the beginning of the pandemic. Otherwise, it probably would have done okay. Yeah, um, that's true. Let's hold on. I have to read this just before we move on. This was from the. This was posted in Reddit, and I had to screenshot the comment because I wanted to do it. Want it to exist forever. This is someone trying to gather the troops to keep playing anthems, so to prove to EA that it's still wanted. Oh God! You said that to me. The problem is, if you abandon Anthem, then they really won't rethink latest executive decision. The best thing if players would resurrect the game with user support and playtime. The game is really good. Here's the kicker. I started to play the game three weeks ago. <laughs> and I've seen that the game is actually really good. If you actually like the game, you should show that you like it. 
He's been playing for three weeks, guys. He really gets. He, he really, really gets, gets the loop. Uh. Hey, Anthem <laughs> plays wonderfully. There's just not anything to it. Do in it. So here's here's my thing, because I saw it firsthand, and I know he's listening. I have a coworker, and when Anthem and the Division Two were coming out, roughly around the same, it was roughly about two weeks in between each other, and we were both both big Destiny players at the time. We were both big Division players at the time, and he said, "Hey, man, I'm probably gonna." Me and my crew's kind of leaning toward playing Anthem. And I was like, you go right ahead, but Division is a known franchise, and we know what we're getting into there. This has not been proven as far as Anthem goes. Division just got a Series X patch. <laughs> yeah. And so um, for a few months there, we would talk about Anthem. I was like, tell me about it. Cause I never picked it up. I was like, tell me about Anthem. And he's like, how does this work? And how, you know, how's the gear work and how you upgrade your stuff? And so and he, he talked about it. And, and for the most part, he sounded excited about it. That began to slowly taper off within a few months to the point where he's like, I got nothing else to do in this game. Also, none of my friends are still playing it anymore. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to be that guy. But I told you so. <laughs> I told you so. And Andy, I know you're listening right now. I told you so, man. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, he's probably laughing his ass off at this right now. Uh, just <laughs> I sent him. I sent him a video of uh, a YouTube clip of you remember the movie Heavyweights, right? Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> there's, there's those scenes of like hey I found out what happened to Josh and it's always people making up a bunch of lies about Josh and then one of them the cook he's like so I'd hear about your little friend Josh he's uh well yeah he's dead <laughs> and I said just replace Josh with Anthem <laughs> oh lord alright speaking of EA they announced two more games coming to EA Play which is also in Xbox Game Pass we got Madden 21 which will probably be another quest for that, Drew, so we can we can have a rematch. I don't want to have a rematch with you. <laughs> oh, uh, that's coming this week, uh, as well as NHL 21 is coming in April. Um, according to Jeff Grubb, Jeff Grubby Grubb on the internet, uh, Microsoft is planning an event in March once the ink dries on the contract for Bethesda. The question will continue to be until they say, hey, Wolfenstein is exclusive or Wolfenstein is not exclusive is going to be which of these games are exclusive. I mean, this will be the event. Yeah, I hope so. Because here's the thing. I don't fucking care. Like, I just want it to be known so people can stop having conversations about it. Because I, I have an Xbox and I have Game Pass, so all Bethesda games are free to me going forward. So I don't care. But I've pledged allegiance to this box. And, uh. I have a PlayStation. So I will play Ghostwire Tokyo. I don't have interest in Deathloop. But I will play Ghostwire Tokyo when it comes out. It just I like I understand if you're like, hey, I can only afford this one system. I sure, sure. Shitty. But if you're an asshole that's like, what of they? I can't believe they buy a studio. Spin. I don't. You're the same people that go. I, I get angry about PS or PlayStation games coming to PC. I, 
Yeah, that was another it. thing that happened this week is they announced Days Gone I is mean, coming. I didn't, even, I didn't even mean for that to happen. But yeah, yeah, Days Gone is coming to PC, and immediately this PlayStation people were like, what? <laughs> and then, of course, the, the number one defense is always going to be, well, that's like a two-year-old game, and it's not even a triple-A game. Okay. We'll that give game, them our leftovers. We'll give them our leftovers, because that's what PC deserves. That game... That game that game is not pushed as much as a triple A game, but I'd say it's pretty damn close to being a triple A game. That game is great, just a little bloated. All I'm like, going to say without... is, seriously, all I'm going to say is, if you don't want your games on another platform, get the fuck out. Start making games and don't release them on that platform. There get, you go. No, just get the fuck out, because that, that that's not... A game on a platform that only you own... Does not benefit anybody, and it doesn't make your platform somehow superior. It just makes it, it a platform. <laughs> no one's gonna fuck you because you have exclusive access to a game because you bought a console. I think that could be. Sure. I think that could be sure. the. I think that could be the answer for everything on the internet. Like when somebody defends something, or when somebody's obsessed with something. It's like, look, PlayStation. Your PlayStation Five is not gonna fuck you. Tifa is not gonna fuck you. Okay, like none of these things are gonna fuck you. However, a special edition of a of a, a, a titty game may I don't know. We're no, it's not. It's not point. going to Anthony. As much as they would want it to, it's not going to. I don't. I don't. I don't like these. I don't. I every time this this bit gets brought up, I just you know, I go yeah. back to like the 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 flashbacks of going back and you know just reading something reading wario 64 saying an xbox series x is available for purchase now and then it's just scrolling through you use those all you gotta do is use the playstations go out in 0.4 seconds while the Xboxes go out in 0.9 seconds. So that means that people want PlayStation more than they want Xbox. You use Wario's tweets and you just go through the replies and you get a mute list. You just block on everybody. Like the, 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 my favorite one is like when he tweets, he's like, PS5 better. I'm like, you don't even have like an argument. Like you, you don't even... He'll tweet sometimes and have the comments off. That's the way it should be. Yep. Wario ain't there for your console wars. Ain't nobody with no. a brain. If if you have a brain, you're not involved in console wars. I'm just going to put that out there. I totally understand justifying a purchase to a certain extent. And then, you know, that's it. You've just justified a purchase. You're not... I don't know. Anyway, the year 2021 will be the year of delays. We've already heard mumblings that God of War Ragnarok is moving to 2022. Gran Turismo 7, 8, 9, whatever the fuck it is. That's been moved to 2022. Uh, Rumors of Horizon uh, being moved to 2022. And now Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 has been delayed indefinitely. Uh, yeah, that one's looking like it's not going to happen. It's not even the same developer anymore, right? No, no they, fired, they fired the director. and That's a mess. That game's, yeah. not, that game's not... Whatever that game ends up being, I can almost guarantee it's going to be bad. It's like yeah. Dead Island. It's turning into Dead Island point. 2. Speaking of Dead Island 2, Dying Light 2. That one's Tech Land is purging talent, yeah. Uh, apparently due to bad management. Also, what? Yeah. yeah uh, sorry, the t- term somebody used was bleeding talent. Yeah, a and lot of people it, are it leaving like the just, studio. It sounds bleeding, like it's just huh? bad, bad management overall, yeah. I mean... Yeah. 
I was excited for that game too, man. I've honestly, the more and more it's been delayed and we haven't heard anything, just people leaving. I'm like, I I don't know if I'm interested. And the fact that they keep putting out DLC for the first game's multiplayer modes that have nothing to do with the original game, like this game is not going to be focused on what I liked about that. So, all right, another delay. Cyberpunk's 2077 patch for February. Guess what? Didn't make it. Um, uh, that geez. is because they're of the hack that happened. That's right. Yeah. When they first showed off that, like that image of like whatever the the hackers said, I was thinking, this is is this a publicity stunt? Yeah. It felt this like looks one. fake. But it wasn't. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow, really? How old are these hackers? Like twelve? I mean, probably. To be fair. I, yeah, I guess. Uh, I got another game closing down. You probably don't even remember it happened. Uh, remember Defiance? I mean, yeah. They brought it back. Yeah, I remember that too. It's closing in April. <laughs> I, big Whoop, want to fight about it? I mean, <laughs> Big Whoop, want to fight about it? Uh, so you got a tank. Uh, all right. Uh, I think I'm closing out the news with this, but there was a Pokemon Day. Pokemon Day! Yeah, there was. And they announced uh, some new Pokemon games. They got Pokemon Diamond and Pearl are making uh, comebacks for the Switch. What are they called? They got weird names. Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. Shining go. Pearl, yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, as long as they haven't totally new those games, I think that's where Pokemon peaked. Diamond mm. and Pearl. I would... Uh, Agree with that. I like Sapphire and Ruby, though. Did you like Sweet Sapphire? Sapphire. Come down to the ring with Dusty Rolls. Yeah. We don't have Diamond and Pearl without Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald, but I think Diamond and Pearl is exactly where that series should have gone. Um, Black and White was a stumble to the point where they had to remake them, but as soon as we got into uh, the 3DS games, uh, I feel like they became way too easy. Well, they, the, it was also they, that was the the generations of we're going to do a sequel to this game, you know, like yeah. uh, Black and White one and two, and then you had you know Sun and Moon one and two yeah, kind of thing, Ultra, Ultra Moon, and then yeah. they had the remake of uh, Ruby and Sapphire, but then they and they just straight up murdered X and Y, didn't they? <laughs> X and Y. So, uh, so I bought. They just like yeah, we just we're just gonna forget those exist. And, and like you know, by doing things like making experience share, they've dumbed down experience share so much to the point where I'm pretty sure in Sword and Shield it's just always on. Yeah, you have to. It starts off on, and you have to go and say yes, I want to turn this. And it off. does it. Yeah, and it's like uh, the. To, to somebody who doesn't have any time. Go for it. Let all my Pokemon get experience. But that's if there was a fucking story to be told in these games. And I hate to say this, but they don't have stories. They don't. <laughs> Listen, on the grand scheme of things, they don't have stories. No, but Here's they the story have... of every Pokemon game. You're going to fight a bad team that's trying to do a thing, and then you'll win, and then you'll go to the championship and win that, and then you're done. Yep. And like. Yeah, You're going to be the very that, best that no there's, one there's was. There's a few that deviate. There's a few that deviate. I think Gold and Silver. 
deviate. I know um, black and white deviate from that as well. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Sun and Moon did something very different with their structure. Oh, they did a but, ton different. But, like, for the most part, it's you're going to become the champion. And you always have a rival, and very, very often it's nothing kind of interesting done with that. And it's like, so if I, if it was a more complex RPG that had the big settings, but they've they've even dumbed down the other portions of the game, and it just it, it, it's disappointing because like I I played Pokemon as a kid, it shouldn't it, it like got the most complex around the Diamond and Pearl era, and then it slowly stepped back, and it's like I understand if you wanted to step it back a bit. But they've did such big jumps where I'm like, this is easier than the original games. And I was playing that when I was six. Yeah. Truth be told, um, uh, Diamond and Pearl were the first Pokemon games I ever played. And that's a great, those are great games. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this, this, these remakes. So, you know, I I feel like they're going to have the quality of life stuff from sword and shield. I can guarantee that. I don't know. This is, so this is being developed by someone different. And this is having the uh, director of those games return. Oh, okay. That's so, because we have a new game. That's right. Because Game Freak is working on Pokemon Legends RC. Pokemon Legends of the Wild. Yes, and uh, boy, some of the frame rate in that trailer was I, really I bad. Don't, I don't know if you know this, Anthony, but the longer the Switch has gone on, what, what year are we in now? Was this year? That is, that is not Four a, or five? I'm going to straight up tell you right now. That is not a that is not a switch problem. That is a game freak problem. They no, 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 no. Every game that's come out recently, Hyrule Warriors, um, massive frame rate problems. You know Mario, uh, the new Mario Bowser's Fury, runs at thirty FPS when undocked. And then uh, I'm not I'm not arguing that the switch is not valuable, but what I'm saying is this specifically, like I would say, is game freak. Because it's not like the draw distance is very far. A character that's close to you shouldn't have a frame rate that I can count in a video by, like, the naked eye. Like, Chingling, who is the that little sounds, bell. That sounds creature. awful. It sounds, it sounds racist. Yeah, it does. It really um, does. I, I'm going to make sure I've actually said that right. I was going to say, you want to double check that one, because I, I was yeah, wondering. Is. Yeah, that's him. Um, and it's like, the way it moves, I can count the frames. And it's like right next to the trainer. And I'm like, what are you doing there? And it's like, uh, and it's like, you know, they're the same team that reused animations and said, we can't have all the Pokemon in because we have to rebuild all the models. And then like somebody proved that they just reused the models from the 3DS game and all the animations from the 3DS game. And you're like, oh, I just realized that that tweet that I sent earlier about our show, somebody retweeted it. Sorry, God, if it's Canvas. No, it's not. It's a place called Ass Hat Brewery. <laughs> We're uh, having all the interesting tweets today, huh? Uh, but we only have one tweet with a question in it. The rest of it's just retweets and, and, and that. Which I don't think I'm going to read on the show. I don't know, Ken. I feel like that's a... <laughs> it's not even spelled right. That's what's... Yeah. Um. All I right. Anyways, uh, yeah, Pokemon. Po- Pokemon. Pokemon. Um. I think the game I'm still looking forward to the most because it's you know on the near horizon is Pokemon Snap. I have some concerns because I still 
and I realize I can't give it away. This feels like more of just a photography game, and that is not what made the original game fun. And I feel like every time somebody says, "Ah, you just take pictures of Pokemon," no, that is not. That is the initial draw, and then you realize, "Oh, this is a puzzle game that is based around what you can get Pokemon to do with certain equipment." So, oh, I lead the Pikachu with a bunch of apples, whatever they call them, uh, to this big stone. Oh, it's actually an egg. And when Pikachu shocks it, it a Zapdos bursts out. And that's how you get a picture of a Zapdos in this game. And I have not seen anything like that so far. But at the same time, I feel like if they showed that, it would ruin some of the mystique of the game. So, I don't know. Um... Anything else from Pokemon Day? I didn't watch it. I don't. No, I, I watched it. That stream was uh, terrible to watch. I found like I could not watch it without it like just slowing down. And I was streaming at like 480 and then 360, so there's no reason why it was bad. Um, yeah, it just did not run well hmm. off of YouTube. So we got new Fortnite characters. Seems like we get new Fortnite characters every week. This week we get Aliens, Ripley, and Xenomorph. I think this is the weirdest one so far. I th- I think it's funny because like people say Smash Brothers is the biggest crossover in history. I'm gonna have to disagree with that. I'm gonna have to say it's oh, Fortnite. Yeah. I'd say it's Lego Dimensions still, but that's I don't know. Fortnite's got everybody. Everybody showed Fortnite's, up to Fortnite. Fortnite's coming close, yeah. Fortnite um, got a lot of people in it. Holy this shit! This is the weirdest one though because I. I mean, I mean wasn't Predator in it? Oh uh, yeah. So I mean, is it All really right. that weird? I think it's because, like, the main two movies in Aliens, I'm pretty sure, are, like, R-rated. Well, they're all R-rated. Mm, I don't know. I think, like, I think three and four might have been reduced in rating. But, like, yeah, if the, pre- the Predator was in there, so it doesn't matter. That's a... Because that's an R-rated movie, too. No, Alien 3? No, it's just weird. It's Alien 3 is rated R. Okay. And uh, Resurrection. I'm that pulling awful, it up now. That Alien awful Resurrection. Movie. Why doesn't it have a rating? They were like, I'm not watching this shit. That's weird. <laughs> it, it does not have a rating on IMDb. Wait, I'm just going to look. Resurrection. I swear that rating. it's it was it was an R rating. The uh, only the only uh, Alien movies that weren't R rated was the first AVP. Uh, oh, you're right. Yep. It's rated R. Yeah, it's just weird that these are like kind of adult franchises and 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 let's be honest, lapsed franchises even with newer movies. I feel like they're not. I don't know. I know I realize Fortnite's for everybody, but like clearly their audience is still a lot of kids, and it's just odd to me. Oh. I'm not complaining. I'm not even trying to be the old man. It's just one of those things. Like, huh? But I guess like I saw Alien by the age I was ten, so I don't know. I know why I know why I didn't see a rating because I pulled up the video game instead the video of the game. Movie. The video game is apparently very good. I've never played it. Oh, I've so. never played it. I apparently watched it. it's like apparently it's uh it's the same team that Star Fox Argonaut, but apparently it's like one of the first games that uses the modern version of dual analog. Hmm. For aiming. Oh, I watched a movie yesterday that was PG-13 that had the word fuck in it like five times. I thought they were only allowed to have one. What movie was that? Uh, Underwater. Yeah. Never heard of it. It's it's good. You should. Well, I, you don't have HBO Max, do you? 
Yeah, I do. You should watch it. It's good. What is it? It's um basically like these people are drill- drilling into the Mariana Trench, mm-hmm. and they discover this creature. It's it's really good. I don't want to spoil what it is, but it's... I wanted to watch this, but I couldn't remember the name of it. Yeah, it's called Underwater. I watched it last night. It's, it's Kristen good. Kristen Stewart's the main character. Yeah, yeah, she is. It's got T.J. Miller in it from Deadpool. But it's 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 really good. But they, they the first time they said fuck, I was like, oh, there. Because whenever I watch PG thirteen movie, I'm like, they, they always get one. But like yeah. towards the end of the movie, she's like yelling it like nonstop, and I'm like, this PG thirteen, right? So, but no, it's if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's good. Like okay, underwater horror movies are hard to do, but they did this one well. Underwater horror is hard to do. Yeah. I can only think of like two games that have it. That one weird Saturn game. Does anybody remember what that's called? <sighs> I sure as fuck don't. Deep Fear. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm usually trying to have the encyclopedia and that. <laughs> wow. Deep Fear and um, The Sinking City. Oh, yeah. The one that just got upgraded for PS5 and not Xbox. <laughs> Oh, let's talk about the Sinking City. I didn't mean to segue into it, but I said it, and now it's there. Um, <clears throat> this is what I wrote in my notes, because I actually wrote notes this week because there was a lot of news. Sinking City is back on Steam. Don't buy it. No DLC, no achievements. Despite the deep sale, it's an old build, and um, Frogwares has nothing to do with it because there's that big lawsuit thing that's happening over the control of it. So, yeah, don't buy Sinking City on Steam. All right. Interesting. Let's, we'll do the one tweet that we have. I'm not. Oh, hold on. I got. I'll, I'll do the quick burst of all the other stuff. Okay. Go um, ahead. Panzer Dragoon's way is coming this year. Yeah. The remake. They announced that team. on Twitter the other day, which was weird. Yep. Ghost Recon Breakpoint is getting new content apparently. <laughs> I mean, okay. Yep. Man, that new Hot Wheels game, despite not seeing uh, any gameplay footage, looks kind of awesome. Yeah, I'll if play that they game. they can pay up on that. Um, Modern Warfare, Warzone, and Cold War combined will no longer fit on a base PS4. <laughs> I just want to bring that up because that game is so poorly optimized. Wow. Um, so that game is now over 500 gigabytes. Well, no, Modern Warfare and Warzone, right? But if you have Cold War as well, it's off. So that takes up the majority of our hard drive, and then Cold War just tops it off so it doesn't fit. I mean, let's be fair, people that play those games, like, religiously, probably only play those games. Yeah. Although it's sad that uh, PS5 owners, that game's starting to fill up most of their hard drive, and they don't have any way to expand it. Poor optimization. Like, holy shit. Oh, that's another Um, piece of news. Sony announced, I saw there was a a filing that uh, expansion storage is coming uh, this summer to PS5, but there is a caveat. I don't know if you saw this story. I don't have any interest because I don't have a PS5. So they're opening it up this summer, apparently, but there's like a note in the filing that says that like the fan is going to run louder now because it's got to cool the storage. Uh... I read this on um, the Era thread. But yeah, apparently the the, the memory is, is running so hot that the fan is going to have to speed up uh, extra to cool it off so that means your PS5 might actually be noisy after you expand the memory hmm. that's great I mean that's Speaking what these, of... these hard drives are crazy dude these NVMe drives they're crazy 
They're super fast, I'll tell you that much. Jesus. Speaking of Sony, they shut down their Japan studio. They're combining... I thought, they, yeah, I, I thought they were combining it with a Sobo. Yeah, well, there's been a bunch of people that are leaving. Like they, They've been leaving for a while. It's just it's like kind of clear that Sony doesn't really care about the Japanese development space anymore. They don't care about their own, but they certainly care about the third parties. Yeah, and that's what's disappointing. Like you had the um director of the original Silent Hill and then Siren leave. Um oh god, who else? There are so many people that have been just leaving and it, yeah, so this is kind of just the nail in the coffin. Um speaking of Street Fighter 5 earlier too, uh Street Fighter 5 patch made audio from stereo into mono. Yeah, which, which is disabled players gamers. Yeah. yeah. Blind visually impaired players can't play anymore, which is shit. And um They did fix the one. uh they did fix the bug that's been there since the PS5 launch though. I I am so amazed that the PS5 is so broken on so many levels and nobody complains about it regularly. Like number one, my biggest my biggest quirk is that it's always in HDR. And games that don't support HDR, when you run them in HDR look like shit. Like, it washes out the color so much. Street Fighter V has been broken on the PS5 since launch, so when you start a match, at least in versus mode, you know how it comes up on the screen and says, round one, fight? The word fight stayed on the screen. (laughs) And it's been broken since November. They just now fixed it. Just to remind you what you're supposed to it's just your mission it's... oh my god there's so reminder. the playstation 5 experience like it was all nice and shiny and new when i first got it and now so many things quirk me about it like the fact that i can't hold the playstation button down to turn my system off drives me insane we've been doing that since god 2005 Hold down the big fucking button to turn your system off. Yeah. PS5 doesn't do that. If you hold it down, it doesn't do anything from the main menu. I mean, that's that's back to the PS2. You could hold down the button to turn it off. Yeah, the button you, to turn you, can't, off. you can't do that on the PS5. If you hold it down when you're in a game, it takes you back to the main menu. If you hold it down on the main menu, it does nothing. Oh, I thought you meant on the console. Yeah, you're right. On the controller, yeah. It's them. Yeah, no, it doesn't do anything on the main menu. You have to press the button... <laughs> Scroll down to that little bar at the bottom, go all the way to the right, hit the power, and then tell it how you want to turn it off. Oh, wow. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> That's fun. Speaking of fun, the last thing I have is the Illinois uh, Marcus C. Evans Jr. wants to ban all violent vehicles. Carjacking yeah, okay. is violent crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, there's no, there's no scientific evidence, bud. Uh, and... I don't know what to tell you. Like, how about this? Ban cars and they won't get checked. Yeah. Like, that's the stupidest fucking thing. It's like, yeah, it's clearly Grand Theft Auto. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming all people like that are just out of touch. <sighs> Ban violent video games. That's the dumbest shit ever. All right, we got one tweet. They're out of time. Oh, I was going to make that joke, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you should have gone quicker, but I heard you tap, so I knew I had to just- you can always tell when Drew's about to speak up. You hear the mic unmute. <laughs> no, I'm not. 
Uh, All right, tweet comes from right. Curtis. He says, what's up, fellas? Enjoyed last week's show. Hey, John W., you need to be on more often, bro. My question, do you think streaming is the future of gaming, looking at what's happening with Stadia and Amazon Luna? Uh, also, anyone else liking the Outriders demo? I did not play that. Uh, I did. Ryan had. Ryan website. really did not like that demo. <laughs> I saw that. He, he absolutely hated it. Yeah, like he made a point to talk about that demo. I was like, I think the game, the game is like the pure definition of, it's fine. Like, you're not going to play it and be like, oh man, I need to play this. You're going to play it and you'll be like, eh, if you stuck me in a room and made me play it, I play it. It's all right. It's fine. I don't know. Like, the cutscenes are really fucked. Like, they they have this weird stutter to them that I don't like. Um, But the game has got a decent little loop of loot shooting. It's fine. I don't know. Apparently it's packed full of lore. Like, that's kind of their thing, is they're they're building a bunch of lore. Although I did hear about the one gun that I kind of need now. Does it shoot shurikens and lightning? So, it, when you shoot an oh. enemy, it's like a it's like a passive ability on the gun. When you shoot somebody with it, it causes their bones to explode. Alright. Yeah. Like, that's that's kind of dark. But I, I kind of want that gun. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll play it. Maybe I won't. I guess, what else is out in April? You know? Like, is there anything else coming out, or could that be a game that maybe I'll play? I don't know. Uh, as far as the future of gaming being streaming, no. no it wasn't. It, I, I could have told you that back when. Oh, I said that when Stadio came. <laughs> like, that's a problem. Like, this. To roll back a couple of weeks ago when I said, like, I don't feel bad for people losing their jobs. That was probably the wrong thing to say. But, like, I don't know. Like, I said to Drew afterwards, I'm like, it's kind of like saying, like, you feel bad for the people that make the butter churns at the butter churn store or factory. But it's like, are you using one? Like, no. Then I don't know how I can feel bad when, like, no one asked for this. No one was like, hey, you know what I need? Nourishment? Yeah, well, but it's like I didn't. No one asked for what Stadia was offering. It was a solution to a problem that doesn't exist. Did fact, you see? Did you see the stuff that came out after this whole Stadia debacle? They, yeah, so they they threw a bunch of money and didn't let it any of it come to fruition. So it canceled Journey to the Savage Planet too. Great job, by the way. Uh, I remember one of the developers from that studio being an asshole online. So there you go. Um, they had Hideo Kojima apparently doing something. Yep. And then Phil um, Harrison I, shut it down. Yeah. Like, but uh, what about the Red Dead thing? Did you read about the Red Dead and the Ubisoft stuff? Oh yeah, where they paid like millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars to get those games on Stadia, and it's like, who is buying? Who is subscribing to Stadia to play fucking Red Dead Redemption Two? And it's like, I understand the concept. Well, you don't, you can't afford a console. So you buy this. Except that when you start doing any sort of critical thinking, it would fall apart. The reason why streaming works on Netflix and HBO Max and whatever other streaming service you use is not just because, A, it's only audio or or video and audio, right? It's because you're paying a, a fee 
for access to a large portion of a catalog. Now, the way Amazon is kind of proposing to do it is similar, but I still don't think it's good enough. Look at Game Pass, and I'm not using this as a, oh, it's a great deal. Look at Game Pass. Now, imagine you could stream that library you for can. the price. Yes, but it's, I believe you actually need an Xbox, right? No. To no? stream the games? No, you can stream them on your phone. And the so, PC app is coming very soon. So that there's there's like kind of where streaming should have been. I'm like, I don't even know about it. Drew um, streams games play. to his phone every week to complete quests. Sure do. I put them up just long enough to see the main menu and say quit. <laughs> but he could play it if he wanted to. I have played them before. So I played, I played Super Lucky Stell on my phone. Um, just so I could get like it was a quest for like getting like uh 200 coins or something like that. Yeah, it takes you like two minutes. Easy peasy, and it works. That's the thing. And you can play. There are certain games that you can play with just the touch screen, so you can use your phone. And there's some where you have to have a controller hooked up to your phone, which is all done through Bluetooth, which is actually relatively easy. I think I think that's where Microsoft is going to succeed with this, is because they're not forcing you to stream it. But I think eventually um, you're going to be able to stream your games to your phone, your computer, and smart TV apps. I think you'd be able to connect a controller directly to the network um, and just stream Game Pass games, which I think is what Stadia and Luna want to do. But the difference is, is they started at the wrong end. Like, well, Microsoft's already I'm... got millions and millions of subscribers. All they got to do is open up the opportunity to do those things, and then people that are doing it will talk about it, and people who don't do it will buy into it then. That's how you do it. Yeah, and like... I... As soon as you go, oh, it's going to be streaming, it's going to be easy. It better be easier than buying a game. Yep. And that was not the case with... Go back and watch tech channels talk about the nightmare of setting Stadia up. Oh, now, I've I done it. That I've done it. Public. It sucks. So, so there's step one that it sucks to set up, and like then they're going to ask you for money as members fee, and then they're going to charge you for the games. And it's not like paying a Costco membership where you get things for the price that they pay for it, and they make their money on the memberships. No, they were charging you for the game full price and then charging you for a membership on top of that. Plus any of the tech that you bought. So the controller, the stupid, um, uh, Chromecast that there was only specific ones that could do it. As far as I know, there's only a specific one that can do it. Now it's the ultra. Yeah. So it it didn't work. And then Amazon, you're like, Oh, the Amazon account, fine but then it's like oh now you're going to subscribe to certain channels and it's like as soon as you go you have to subscribe to certain channels i go this is already a step too far i like the concept of it that i can pick and choose what publishers i'm giving money to interesting but it's not simple no the idea of video games like if i hate to tell people this but pc gaming has never taken off as the mainstream version of of playing video games because it's always been a little bit more complex. The reason why consoles worked was because I take the thing, I plug it in and it works. That's it. Even now with all the um, patches and everything, they automatically download. It's simple. And as soon as you ask people to like, you're like, well, you don't need a box. Okay. I don't need a box. And then you go, 
you just need to do these 14 different steps. Well, that's already too much. And like, they need to keep it simple. And I think Microsoft, if they manage to pull this off, from the sounds of what you two are telling me, that's how you do it. Like, it sounds simple enough. I pay for a game pass, here's all the games, and then I can play them. Done. And you're not forcing people into that. So somebody like me who plays Game Pass games, I download them to my console and I play them that way. It's it's yeah. it's option. Yeah, you have to give people the option. Yeah. And right and like, now, Microsoft has a Game Pass for Life subscriber in me. Like, I will pay that every month. Yeah, me too. Um, like go back and uh, I'm, I think I might have been like I'm sure you two have tried online back when it existed. Yeah, I still have the. I oh wait, I'm thinking so. Yeah, I do have an on live set up with a controller. Yes, I have it. So I tried I tried on live on my PC and well, it didn't work great because my internet was bad at the time. So everybody's um, internet sucked at that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was like the concept on paper worked. Motherfucker, because I had the just, Sega channel. Come at me, bro. Yeah. You could download yeah, games it, on the Sega channel. It, yeah, like you you need to it just it was still simple. I paid for a thing and I got a thing. And then as soon as you start adding in tiers of paying for stuff, it's like okay, now it's a bit much. Uh yeah. I, I, I can see it working in in some senses, but I feel like everybody that's trying it right now has the wrong idea. Like even Sony stepped away from the streaming aspect to focus more on, Oh, you can download the titles. Well, they still don't let you download PS3 games. That's, that's partially because of architecture. Oh my God, that thing sucks. Like I, I give it a shot every couple months. Like I have a PS now subscription and it's just, oof. I mean, I I get it. I, I don't agree with it, but I like understand why they can't just let you, Download that. Maybe they should work on a PS3 emulator. Then, Maybe they should work on letting, letting me play my PS1 and PS2 games that I bought digitally. Yeah, that too. I'm sure the PS5 can handle PS1 games just fine. Yeah, but yeah, I don't. I don't see it going anywhere unless someone does it right. But it's like the same with VR. I didn't think it was going to go anywhere, but then let's be honest, PlayStation kind of changed VR because they released something that was accessible. So, you didn't have to have a beefy PC. You could just plug it into the console and it worked. Again, the simplicity of it. And I realize that's not for everyone starting to wade into the too much for the just average consumer. But if someone did want to do it, it told you exactly what to do. And you didn't have to have, you didn't have to figure out what graphics card and you didn't have to futz around with the settings. Like, it, you just, you have to keep things simple. And people that will come, especially if you're aiming for those that audience, like Google insisted they were. But yeah. All right. Well, that is all that I have for this week. Uh, if you want to send us an email, which we did not get one this week, shame, shame, shame. Podcast at ztgd.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at M4G Podcast. You can also follow Drew. At Drew Leachman, me at ZTGD, and the site of ZTGD content. Check out Phoenix Down right now. Yakuza Zero finishing up, moving on to Lost Odyssey. That's right. I need to work on some Yakuza Zero because, well, I'm not there yet. That game is a big, big ass motherfucking game. Yeah. Uh, I think that's. I think it's all my normal stuff. I think I'm good. I'm good. Hopefully John will be back next week, you know. 
gets over his, his COVID virus vaccine. And maybe Wombat will be back. I don't know. I, I was hoping he'd be here so he could tell me how much he hated Outriders. Yeah, no kidding. I was excited <laughs> for that one. Yeah, I, was, I always like it when people really hate a game. I'm like, come at it. Rip it, do it. And people get one mad. The, one of the best um, rants I've ever heard from the show was um, when Gamma's Khan was talking about face breakers. Oh, the boxing game on the Wii? The boxing game? Because yeah. he, he was saying, he's like, they tried to make it like punch out or... Or the try Mike Tyson's punch out, or just punch out if it's post Mike Tyson. <laughs> and then he was just going off on this face breakers game, how he hated it. Oh, and it was just the it was just they were just talking about playing the demo of it. I remember Boogeyman was on, he's like, God, this is just the demo. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like it when people get mad at video games because it's like I I don't I'm not all about being negative hundred percent of the time, but when something really strikes you the wrong way it is super fun to listen to that conversation. Like I don't know. Anyone found you. joy? I don't think anyone found joy when I've gone off on Disaster Report Four. I don't think anybody knew what Disaster Report Four was. <laughs> I know exactly what, what it is because Anthony you, has described it. Here's here's what Disaster Report Four. Next time you take a shit, turn around and take a long look at it before you flush. That's a Disaster Report. Is. Oh. Uh, so bad. Anyway, that is all of the video games this week. We'll be back next week with more video games and maybe I don't know. We didn't talk about we didn't talk about food this week. That's crazy. Anyway, I don't know about you guys, but here where I'm at, it is sixty degrees today and I think winter has died early and I'm super happy. Don't worry. It always comes back. Oh uh, well the longer it goes without coming back, I'm okay with because I had the garage door open this weekend. You know, was was outside. And it felt good. Felt good. But anyway, that's show for this week. Otherwise, we're back next week. Peace out. Alrighty, and it goes something like this.